did I, I think we might have mentioned it in the past. I said there's a, I've got an RPG game where you can be a sex wizard. Hello and welcome to episode 19 of Fox Sex Party. There's only three of us here at the moment. We're expecting a big entrance, maybe from Ant later. That's right, isn't it? He did say he was going to be on later. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, who knows? Who knows? I told uh, him. Fox... I told him to make a big entrance, but he might sneak in. <laughs> he snuck into hobby chat the other day, and we were just chatting shit, and like suddenly just heard him chuckling, and I was it, it, it was worrying because I was just like, "What? Who is laughing?" Just slid into our DMs. Anyway, <laughs> uh, this is. This is episode 19 of Fossex Party. Uh, you've got your regular host. It's me. It's Dan. Say hello, Ross. Hello. Hello. Say Mr. Spin. Say hello. 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 How are we all doing? I'm glad it's the end of the week. I'm fully 5G <laughs> compatible now. Oh, yeah. You've been stabbed up to the max, haven't you? I have, and I feel so rough. So <laughs> if I'm if I'm not my, my normal jovial self for the rest of the podcast, that's why. I think between the three of us, we're like, uh, like you know, seventy-five percent or like fifty percent covered now, aren't we? But between us, we're two fully us, vaccinated yeah. adults. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Yeah, and plus, Spin's got his own antibodies from his his Lazarus-like resurrection from the dead last year. Probably fighting off. My body's probably been fighting off all sorts. That's the reason why I've not been ill at all. It's probably just gone. Yeah. No. We know how to deal with everything now. Wait, so you're saying that Corona has turbocharged your immune system? I want to say yes, but it it, it obviously won't. (laughs) The first day we're all allowed out, you're going to catch a cold and be in bed for two weeks? I can guarantee you, less than a week after starting back in the office at work, I will be off sick. Are you going back to the office? Because a lot of places Uh, aren't. No, we're... we're, um... I mean, immediately derailed uh, Heresy Chat to uh, no the fact that our companies very much said that uh, people can still work from home until you know they feel it's yeah. you know better, you know okay to to return to work. But the, even in the office, they've, they've gone all out and done like screens and there's all sorts of new conditions for for working in the office and Ooh. spreading people out and all sorts. So even if we did return to work, it wouldn't be too bad. But um, yeah, uh, it's going to be weird. It's, that's for sure. It's not derailing. This this is the content that people want from us. I, I was going to say, in, uh, uh, people might be surprised to learn, but we've we've moved from talking about heresy into coronavirus and virus <laughs> protection measures. That's we're the a, podcast yeah. now. We're, we're a current affairs podcast. prospects party. We're a political party now. That's what it is. For, uh, fun, fun fact, I've been listening to an American um, politics podcast since uh, the election last year, the American presidential election last year. And last year it was all like fucking old Trump. Oh, he's make it makes America look really bad. Makes America look really bad. They've now gone to anyway. So this is how American politics works. Jesus, have you seen how bad Boris Johnson is? Which podcast is that? I, I'll have to figure find the name for you. I've just got it on repeat because it pops up. They do a thing about every. Is it day, the so. is it the Robert? Oh, it's not the Robert Evans one. No, it's the, no, it's it's three women do it. It's three political commentators in America. Mm. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll get the name. It's it's a good laugh. They're, they're proper sweary and rude, so it's entertaining. Um, anyway, but that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about heresy, man. And, and the shit's happening. So we're going to start off. Is with it? Put, well, <laughs> maybe <laughs> some stuff's happening. There's a. We'll talk about the release tomorrow, maybe. Oh, um, um, 
the the war master. Yes, the war master. The stompy lad. Yeah, what do, and and everything else have decided to release on the same day as well. Oh um, yeah, you're you're a bit pissy because it's a limited edition book tomorrow as well, aren't you, Spin? Uh, don't think there's a limited edition book tomorrow. No, it's Alpharius. It's just the it's, it's just the, the regular normal. Alpharius. Everyone else got pissy about the fact that I ordered normal books when I've already got the limited editions, but that's because they're heathens, man. They don't understand. <laughs> like, I mean, this 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 t- ties us nicely into the first bit of the chat today, which is the hobby content. What we've been yeah. doing. Uh, it's also worth saying we're going to do our first of our consoles features uh, today, and we uh, we'll be having a bit of chat about Heresy Two, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> no, I hope it's not Electric Boogaloo. That would be bad. <laughs> some some gravy seals rock up with gravy uh, seals. <laughs> That's the Death Guard, right? That's the the post plague Death Guard are just the gravy oh, seals. The gravy seals, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> um. So, seeing as we're talking about it, uh, so let's, let's have a little chat. What what are you, are you ordering anything tomorrow? Anybody going to go balls deep and, and try and get a pre order yeah, for a? Uh, who's going ham tomorrow? Uh, I think right. I might well, go for one. Should we, should we discuss what's been released? Uh, so we've got the um, we've got the Warmaster, which a lot of people have been chomping at the bit for to be released. Uh, we've got the uh, Loyalist Legio book coming out. That looks like a beast of a book. That does. Yeah, it's heavy. Um, I'm pretty, even though I'm a traitor, you know, got a traitor Legio. I'm very keen to see what you know that book. It's that um, looks really cool. It's got a new Legio in it, and a, and a couple of new Knight households as well. It's got the um, oh, what is it? It's the is it the Legio uh, Metallica? Metallica, that's it. Yeah, which is yeah. I, I'm quite keen <laughs> to see them because right. I saw a guy. I saw a guy post and he was like, "I'm gonna have to turn um, like all the songs from Master of Puppets into like Pigeon Latin." And for a minute, I was like, "Why?" And then I was like, "Oh, Metallica oh. are a shit metal band." Yeah, <laughs> uh, I um. I'm I'm actually keen to see Metallica because obviously growing up with like uh, Epic and the original Titan Legions and all that, Metallica was quite um. It was basically the they were like the poster boys, weren't they, for Titans back back in the like the the, the, like, the 90s. Yeah, uh, so yeah, be very, I'm quite interested to see what the you know how they're portrayed in in that book. So it'll be really interesting cool. to see which traitor one they do because I was chatting to Ollie and um, obviously he would quite like Phasma, which is the one from book nine. I'm going to say like, the one that you got him all excited about. Yeah, but then there's like people want Zestabai. Zestabai? Is that what it's called? Zenetabai? Uh, what? I don't know what that one is. It's a traitor, Legio. Zestiobax, I think. Is it Zestiobax? Oh, maybe not. I've literally never said the word. I've read it. I've never said it. It's like the first time I've had to say pseudonym. <laughs> Uh, the uh, well, I've just opened up the uh, the Warhammer community page because she's got the contents page for that Legio book. And I mean, for the start off, it's got like assembling a battle group. And I'm pretty sure they mention you know ways yeah, they've of changed things. that now. I was going about to say yeah, that because of the new Warmaster, they're talking about. I think there's a new. There's going to be a different way to build your uh, your battle group, which should be could be interesting because obviously, based on the current rules for building a list. As we know at the moment, a warmaster will only fit into one format. Uh for at least for the what a lot of people consider a lot the standard 1750 point kind of uh, level games. Warmaster can only fit in one way. Uh so I've just always thought mm, that's that's gonna be a bit 
you know, not very used very often, but uh, fair enough. You know, it is a big, big beast. But it sounds like they uh, they might be changing the way you uh, build your battle group, which could it be doesn't, interesting. It doesn't look like there's any new maniples, though. Uh, I, I think it's the precept battle line maniple, the one that which is releasing with the, uh, which is another release, which is the new box set uh, of Titans. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I remember seeing Ignis or Preset, but I'll have to look through the Oh, no, uh, Ignis is the one where all the uh, Warhounds have flamers. Okay, yeah. It's in the, what was the most recent one, the Riser book? Uh, yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's in Riser, because I've, I've, yeah. The Princeps one might be. But I can't see them making a maniple. For the um, for the warlord, uh, for the warmaster, sorry. Well, no, it, it means it says it, it's basically in its own rules, wasn't it, about it being like a, a support titan, effectively. Yeah. So uh, it will. All, I don't think it was ever going to benefit from maniple rules, which is kind of the point. Uh, but yeah, they've got you know ton of. Um... Hey, Sandra, that sounds like an one I don't I don't recognise that one. Who? DJ Lysander, Sentinels of the Edge. It's one of the last one listed on the um, that on might the be new loyalist ones, uh, and then obviously, like I say, you've got the new art households. You've got rules. Uh, it's got the Ordo Sinister and using side Titans, and then a separate section for Warlord Sinister. So I'm wondering if there's rules for upgrading other Titans to be Ordo Sinister. Ordo Sinister never had any other Titans. Did it not? No, it was only ever Warlords. Okay, fair and enough. There was only there was only ever thirteen of them. Dan, are, oh, you okay. having, are you having issues, my man? Yeah, I was having some sound issues. I was thinking, right. why are you fuckers ignoring me? But then he's, he couldn't hear <laughs> I me. I did think you'd gone quiet. Sorry, I was like, this bro. is rare for me to be able to just kind of keep, you know, waffle on for a bit. But I mean, um... fuck you, Hans Bricks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but the bit, the, bit, the bit I'm actually quite interested in is the, the like, towards the end where we've got um, weapon charts, but then we've got Titan upgrades, including Universal Titan War Gear, Loyalist Titan upgrades, and then um, you got the new stratagems and stuff like that. It's that section which could open up like new new bits and pieces that might be coming out. I think I don't know. I'm hoping they readdress some of the older Legio special rules, and that's not just because I play Solaria, but like specifically like Solaria um, Legion like Astromancer that I've got. <laughs> Like they have their rules are kind of overshadowed. Like um, Krytos aren't very good. And well, I'm not saying yeah. like make them amazing, yeah. but well, no, I think you're not, I think you're right. I think don't, don't feed spins beast. <laughs> don't no, do I mean, no, no, it's 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 legit. I, I've you know known for a while that that you know based on what I was seeing of other legios, when I saw them, I was like, eh, you know, it might have some. It's, it, I think the problem is that they've made them a little bit niche in a game where. Okay, yeah, the you know if if destroying buildings is great, but actually being able to destroy buildings isn't as. Cause I want. I think uh, one of the games I played against Nick, I tried to. I thought, you know what, I'm going to embrace the the special rules of Krytos and loaded up with you know the you know the like the the missiles that get bonuses for destroying buildings. And it was like, right, I'm going to destroy this building. Oh, well, that was a bit of a damp squib, you, you know, because of the the structure points and. This that, and the other. It was like, okay, I'm gonna have to put a hell of a lot into just building, destroying a building, which I could be shooting at Titans instead. And yeah. I think that's the problem. Is that they're, they're, it's they're very thematic rules, which is you know I can't I kind of like that. I like the uh, I do like the the background behind the Krytos and they're kind of like just 
they just destroy everything around them when they're you know especially in cities and stuff like that but their rules just don't i think either either the the, the rules for like destroying buildings might need looking at or they need something different for Krytos because it's a very niche part of the game that they've got special rules for that yeah it's okay I don't think that's the case. I, I think what you're looking at there is a prime example of the game is played in quite a narrow way, as consequence of which certain rules become pointless. It's like, um, oh, I did think of a really good example for um, in Warhammer Fantasy was a rule which was like, oh, that'd be brilliant if actually anybody cared about that. I can't remember what it yeah. was now. But the point the point being is, imagine a game where the where one of the, the victory condition all you'd have to do to change it add in a victory condition where the thi- you get victory points for blowing up buildings. That's it. Yeah, yeah. As soon as that, it's all of a sudden, Crytos is brilliant because if you pull that out, it's like boom. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, you, I could focus fire on the buildings and get benefits yes. for doing so. Yeah, and that, yeah, that, yeah. you're exactly right. Like I said, it it either needs something to kind of. Not necessarily, you know, make the the, the the Legio rules better, but make their use more, make them more useful in the game, uh, which would give them a different, uh, different kind of tactical approach. Then, yeah, and I, I think I think a lot of um, games don't have the density of terrain that the game as game as a system is expecting. If you, I, I've seen this even on battle reports and stuff. It's playing on yeah. basic like an ironing board. Well, I mean, we use a fairly decent amount, don't we, on like the four yeah, bo- foot boards because we use a lot of hills and stuff like that to try and... Because, yeah. okay, it might not seem like... Okay, yeah, because I think your, your initial thoughts are, oh, yeah, a hill is not going to provide much cover to a warlord. Well, no, but it, it might... It provides enough cover to a warhound um, or, or knights or whatever. And I think as, as well, the, the whole... There's, there's a certain density of buildings where you think that makes it almost impassable for a, a a bigger than a warhound, say. Yeah, but I try and cluster them so the buildings have got like gaps yeah. that only war warhounds can move through. And I would love yeah. to play on a full city board, like you know, because to me, generally, other than sieges, I've seen always seen titans kind of like marching through cities, um, you know, a lot in the stories. And I think that that's just quite an iconic thing. And I'd love a really kind of densely packed, like you know. Like a themed board where you know warlords are kind of just marching through buildings that are taller than them, and what's you know, the um, what's the Kalth anthology? Is it No No uh, Fear? Maybe there's 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 a couple of stories in No No Fear where it's like Marines trying to fight Titans in built up areas, and it's really really good. Yeah, because it's exactly what you're talking about, like. The, the smaller Titans can get in between the buildings, but the bigger Titans are just like, mm, I'm going to just delete this building so I can, yeah. like, stand there. And there you go. That, you know, and, with, and as Dan says, if you, you know, make you know, destroying buildings uh, an objective, it's all, well, okay, then this is where Krytos are really... I mean, they might well be introducing that. Maybe they've been, you know, the, 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 the Legio rules have got that kind of forethought. So, I, don't, know, maybe it's I don't think a building thing. should be able to stand up to a Titan weapon. Like... You think about your house now, that's, you know, the equivalent is still going to be bricks and mortar in 30k. If like, you say, Sorry, did you say that you don't think a building should be No, I do. Up? I think it like, what, what, no, so yeah, I, I don't if think If a tank fires a gun at my house, it's definitely collapsing. Well, no, no, I, no not, it not probably so much is, a tank. Actually. It goes straight through it. 
Yeah, it's hard. Well, yeah, but if oh, like yeah. if a barrage of apocalypse missiles went into my cul-de-sac, like I don't expect any of these houses to be standing. <laughs> like if a fucking volcano cannon hits the row of houses that I'm on, like yeah, maybe either like maybe one wall on either side of the house is still going to be there, but the rest is glass. But I don't even like that's not even addressing like the plasma that's annihilators. I mean, I I'd see that's where kind of quake cannons should kind of get a bit of an advantage. I mean, I think the, it's the rules for buildings that need addressing, not so much the yeah. rules for the they just seem They just seem pretty... I don't know, I think for the effort that you need to go into to destroy them, it's like... And I think it's the nature of the kind of like how the game works, is that for the effort I've got to go into destroying a building, I might as well be focusing that fire on a Titan, which is going to fire back at me. It's because it's the, the way the turn system works, and it's like, well... That's a, that's a, it's effectively a, a, a wasted shot, a potentially wasted shot. But it, I think this is where the kind of the, why I think Titanicus has got this very much a very good tactical game to it is that you know you kind of go, well actually you know because of the rules for cover and all that if I just delete the building that warlord's got no negatives for shooting at it, you know, and then it's yeah. like, well, actually it might be worth you know this is where you got to start thinking okay if I delete it in the try and delete it in the first turn focus fire at that one building, that warlord that's hiding in the corner, he's got to start moving then, which is then make, really changing the options for, for your opponent to kind of move around. I guess we'll see right, what they do. Yeah, oh yeah, well, this is why I'm looking forward to the book. It's a big book as well. It's, you know, it's, you know, it's 175 pages there or thereabouts. It's um, 30 quid RRP, I think. But, uh yeah, I'll. Um, I'm definitely getting the book. I, I'm kind of hit and miss on the Warmaster at the moment because it's like, well, I'm not got any games coming up here anytime soon. So, kind of, it's it's avoiding. Want, I want to trap. order it. Sorry? Avoiding the trap that all the people that have ordered fucking Curse City are in at the minute. Where oh, like, yeah. it's not a limited product. It's a it's a stock product. So it'll be out at some like, point. Even even if they all sell out the first run, like they're coming, yeah. they're coming back. Um, sure, there are that are super hyped that want to pick it up. And Dan, you said you might pick it up, yeah. What uh, Curse City? Oh no, the, no, the, no, the, the, Warmaster. the Warmaster. Yeah, I might do simply for completeness. That, that's the problem. I think that's the only reason why I'd order one is because I just want to. I do want to own one, but the other side of me is just a bit. I'm not going to be using it for any time soon. So I've got other. I've got other Titans to build yet. Yes, you have. Uh, I was going to say, the other part of wanting to own one is I'll need to figure it out because one of you motherfuckers will want me to paint one for you at some point. <laughs> well, I'm not going to get one because uh, Solaria didn't have them, didn't field anything heavier than a Warlord. Uh, anyway, as for other stuff uh, that the releases, so there's the, uh, the the hardback rulebook they're releasing separately for the first time, which honestly, that's I not completely That's missed. not the updated one. No, it's not just the standard yeah. one that's out already, which is a bit of a missed. That's a bit of a hit and miss there. Well, no, it's game. It's um, selling on old stock. Oh, it, yeah, obviously, but it's the one that came in the Grandmaster edition. Yeah. So every time somebody says Grandmaster edition, I hear Grandmaster Flash. <laughs> <laughs> just saying that out loud. I thought you needed. It's like every time someone says "fucking drift," I hear the Tokyo Drift music in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there's the um, the, the Legio the... transfer sheets. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're all the, that, aren't the you? store and Metallica and Solaria bollocks of it. Yeah. 
I even messaged uh, the outpost, like, can I order these from you? Or do I need to go <laughs> direct? And they were like, no, we can get everything apart from like limited edition products. We're not always guaranteed to get them. And I was just like, well, one stop shop tomorrow then. Oh, let's go. And then you've got the uh, the preset Manipal Battle Force, which is a warlord, uh, a warmonger, a reaver, and two warhounds. That's going to be a popular deal, that is. Man, I'm tempted by that as well. I mean, depending on the price, I mean, I imagine that's going to be a very, very good, I, uh, good deal. I believe, from what I've seen, it comes in around the hundred mark. It might be more because basically, the, a couple of places leaked the um, like the price lists, and one place mm. said it was Canadian, one place said it was American. Um, so there's that's some a big fucking difference. Was it like one hundred eighty-five dollars or something like that? I think it? so. Yeah. I mean, quite frankly, if that works out to be roughly a hundred quid. It works I mean, out. Is, a, is, that, is that 100 quid GW? Is that 100 quid like third I'm, party? I'm, uh, I think that's probably. I think it's 125 GW probably because it works out yeah. roughly to be a free warlord. I was going to say, but basically we're looking at that. I mean, warhound a pair of warhounds is like 40 quid. Reavers you know, about 40 quid. I think the old bot, the old um, Manipul set was about that. He was about a free warlord if you bought that. Yeah. So it's about it's about the same. And there were people complaining. People were like, oh, it's going to be a stock warlord with two volcano cannons because that's what they've got to get rid of. And I'm like, so what if it is? It's, it's fucking free. free. Warlord. <laughs> like, it, I think that's going to be a sweet deal because that gives it opens up so many manipul options as well for people to play. Like, you know, it, because you've got the warmonger in there as well, it obviously opens up all those manipuls that have to have a warmonger straight away. As a starting player, that's an absolute... Perfect starter set. Not for uh, As for other releases, we've got the, as we said earlier, we've got the um, the standard edition version of Alpharius um, with the Hydra. So hype for that because I'll... Uh, Hail Hydra! Uh, <laughs> we've got the, I think, the softback version of Lost and Damned. Yep, yeah. Uh, now, it's what it was. It's a limited edition map that's coming out. Who cares oh, about the Imperial Palace? Yeah, the really kind of weird anachronistic leather-bound map. They're really low quality for the price as well. Are they? I haven't seen. Yeah. One well, one. they're basically. It's. A, I think it's a piece of paper that's within a, like a leather-bound sleeve, that, so you can take the the map out. To it's mount um, it. It's like the papyrus type paper. It's not even canvas. A lot of a lot of people that I've seen who paid, who bought it have said they regret paying the amount of money they paid for it, considering what they thought they were getting was like mm. the a canvas-printed map in the leather-bound like roll and everything. Um, yeah, I got the... Uh, what's the one I got? I got the Soul System one. That's the uh, only other one they've done, isn't it? Uh, no, they've done three so far. Basically, oh, they're, I think they're maps that are in the, in the, in the front of the books. Uh, recreations of the maps that are in the front of the limited edition books. Um, like they're, they're cool, but like... <sighs> yeah, I mean, I've got, like I said, I've got one, and it's only because it's the Imperial Palace that I'm kind of tempted by this one, but eh, I'm not sure. It seems a bit... It's not for I'm, me. I mean, I've got a feeling there's going to be one of the Vengeful Spirit at some point in the future. You know, like a like a deck plan type thing. That'd be quite cool, but I'm not sure how they'll pull that one off. But yeah, that's, yeah. that's pretty much all the heresy-based releases that are coming out tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so, other than other than buying new stuff, have you two actually done any hobby recently? 
Mm. Uh, I'll start. Okay, so I painted some epic dreadnoughts. Woo! Um, as part of the hobby pledge for uh, the Herald's guys thing. Um, didn't finish them though, uh, because obviously uh, in my personal life things kind of went a bit, got a bit tits up in places. Unfortunately, um, uh, I, the only other kind of hobby related stuff is me stripping models. More than baiting them, <laughs> dirty bitch. Uh, but I, I've got to say though, uh, that was uh, it was the first time I've stripped models in my um, uh, Sonic Cleaner, and it's voodoo magic, absolute voodoo magic. It's I told you, yeah, it's people, fantastic. People don't believe me, it's voodoo magic, man. I, know, I, I believe you. I just need to experience it sometimes, <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, I was just, it's just like that's cool. I like that, um, but yeah, not 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 really. I've I think I was, I was saying to you guys last night, I've really kind of lost a lot of impetus when it comes to anything related to hobby. I've not read anything. I've not did a paint anything. I've not built anything. I've not even printed anything. Uh, I've just kind of, uh, of uh, I think, you know, because like I said, I've, you know, a lot of stuff going on in my personal life that's kind of just made me kind of go, eh, about everything. I've just kind of been crashing uh, at the end of, the, uh, end of work and uh, that's, pretty much be done um but yeah i've uh yeah it's about it ready for me hobby wise unfortunately about you rossington in short no um yeah. i've <laughs> i haven't done any actual <laughs> physical hobbying if you're gonna take a, a sound bite of someone sounding disappointed that was it right there yeah yeah i know right um no i haven't i haven't done anything I haven't built anything. I haven't painted anything. Um, I am most of the way through book nine, like re- reading it and making notes. Cause obviously we want to do the dark angels episode, which we promised. Oh, yeah. Um, I've also been writing, uh, one of our mini series, which is nearly finished. Um, so I'm, I am doing stuff. It's just not the right stuff. <laughs> well, yeah progress is progress isn't it it, it's it's kind of hard at the minute like uh i just don't seem to have any drive i think i've hit that point where um i want to start like i want to start making plans to game Mm. um because i feel as soon as i'm like right in two three months or whatever i can get a game in but every time i start to think like that i'm like well i started this thought process four months ago and then people went out and licked each other and we went back into lockdown. So it's just like, I really, really want to do the angels of death stuff. I've written loads of like, I've written two articles, um, but I just don't have the impetus to sit down and paint and get it done. Yeah. I mean, as we said earlier though, we are a good portion of the way to being fully jabbed up. Yeah. And like, I, I think I said this in, in the chat, like as soon as people can come here, like as, for example, as soon as as soon as you and Spin have had your second one, then so I'll get barbecue, barbecue gaming. Out. Yeah, yeah, get a barbecue yeah. out and play in the garden. Yeah, but I, I, it's like I said, I need, to I need that drive. Basically, I need some yeah. games to kind of start wanting me to get stuff built for them. And and I said this last night. My you know my, my issue is I think I've kind of overwhelmed myself with lots of plans of what I want to do. Uh, you know, not just in you know heresy, but you know, with epic and 
Botanicus enemy, and BFG. Enemy is the good plan. Is it? Enemy is the dream of a perfect one. How many yeah. times? Ben, I, know, many I think times? it's not necessarily the perfect plan. It's just like I've got so many ideas of cool stuff I want to do. But I, I keep thinking about you know like I've, you know we've talked about um, you know uh, AOS of fantasy and. No, and I'm just like I'm so right. excited about you, you, so you've much stuff. About AOS. I, I'm never doing AOS. It's no, never no, yeah, happening. yeah, no, I appreciate that. No, uh, but it's just like I'm just, just putting so zombies much on cool round bases. Involved in. Oh, was that gone? I'm just putting zombies on round bases. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's legit. I can get behind that. I mean, for me, it was it's. I got excited about Tomb Kings uh, for uh, when I realised you could play Tomb Kings in AOS. So I'm like, ooh. That kind of got me all excited because I, I kind of missed out on playing Tomb Kings back in the old game. So, but uh, go on. People in the 69th got excited about like the the restrictions loosening and stuff, and us being able to meet up. And I, it's like I said to Ollie, like it's all well and good being like like oh Ross has had the vaccine, so I'll you know I'll go play with play at Ross's house or whatever. And it's like just because I'm protected from you doesn't mean you're protected from me. I can still mm-hmm. carry it. I can still pass it on, even if I'm not affected by it. You think um, I'm locked in here with you? Yeah. <laughs> locked thing, in like, here with me. With Lil being a teacher, you know, there is high risk there's a high risk others, of, like, Lil, you know, fingers crossed it's not going to happen, but she might encounter it at school. Um, and if the you know the you know the projections of what how the vaccine works, you know, there's like a 98% chance I'm not going to even have any ill side effect uh, ill effects of having it i'm contagious for a week you know ollie comes around we have a game and then he gets ill so like as much as i'd love to game with people once you two have had like once you're fully 5g compatible let's go but you know for now i don't want to start making plans and be like cool i need to paint these dark angels so i can play this Thramas game that me and Ollie have been talking about for, for months because, yeah. you know, it might not happen for another six months or eight months or whatever. Um, me and Lil sat down and did some wedding planning this week and we came to the conclusion that if we, if we are put in a position where we have to move the wedding again, we're not. We're going to cancel it. We're going to get married in registry office and then I'm just going to do co- cocaine and geisha's party. Oh, <laughs> well, whoa, hang on. Yeah, yeah you'd I, be excited about that one. Hold up. Yeah, we were just like, fuck it, we'll just throw a massive party for it. Like, as if it is like the wedding party, but it's just, you know. Yeah. But, you know, that the, that way of thinking is how um, at least the, I'm not going to say smart, but I mean people with like common sense. I think that's how a lot of us are thinking because every time I see an event pop up on Facebook, like, yeah, it's a Titanicus event and it's in two weeks' time. I'm just like, fuck that. As I said yesterday, I just yeah. keep trolling. Yeah. I was just like, what? That's not going to happen. It's, it's not so bad, like, if it's in Australia or, um, like, I, I kind of frown at the ones in the, in America because I'm kind of like, you guys should definitely still be in your houses. But like, I mean, I, they, have, they have firearms. There's lots of other ways they're going to die, well, aren't yeah. they? Let's face it. But like I see the stuff that um, I, Horace, Tim, and that lot's doing, and I and I look at him and be like, "Well, that's irresponsible." And I'd be like, "Actually, no, it's fucking not, because they they've dealt with it properly, and they don't yeah, yeah. have, 
you know, they don't have the same issues that we have. So yeah, fair play to them getting their Necromunda on and playing heresy games and, you know, more power to them for fucking carrying on. But every time I see like an event, it's like, oh, we come out of lockdown in two weeks. Two weeks after that, we're running this 48-man event. And I'm just like, mm, that, <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> that is 46 more people than I'm currently comfortable being around. <laughs> so, Well, um, I'm sure if Ant was here, he'd tell you about all the hobby he's done. Um, I, however, am compensating for the pair of you. I, would you believe? I mean, that's nothing I, new. I mean, that that, that but, can be applied to a lot of things in our lives at the moment. Wait, can we just can we just reference the fact that Ant tried to dry bases with a hot air gun yesterday? Oh my word! Oh, that was so I funny. mean, that that's just one step away from him actually getting a flamethrower and doing it. It was so honest. good because he was like, "Guys, you know how you dry uh, bases with a with a hair dryer?" We were like, "Yeah." Because I've got a hot air gun, and simultaneously, me, Spin, and Ollie all said, "You're going to melt the base." And he was like, that would be fine. And then a few minutes later, he's like, oh, I've melted two of them. For like, <laughs> fuck's sake. Oh, the bubbling. Yeah, that means it's too hot, dude. He had eight. He had eight bases and he melted two. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Dan. You've, um, you've been smashing the hobby out. Uh, well, I've actually been painting your shit as well. So I've painted some just airing for you for your epic effort. Oh, yeah. Uh, spam handling. So you, um, I'll deliver them at some point next week, hopefully. Um, uh, you'll have three detachments of epic just airing with oh, in, yeah. all, in, all in Spartans. That's a lot. Uh, Who was it? Was it Nick? When uh, when I posted the pictures into the 69th, Nick was like, that's a lot of Terminators. That's too many Terminators. And I was like, no, it's not. It's fine. No, it really fine. isn't. <laughs> really, really isn't. Um, <laughs> uh, what have I done for spin? Oh, yeah. I, I, painted, I painted some Titan for spin. Really? Still not. Yes. Yeah, you're still not seeing it until you give me the rest of the uh, stuff. I, sorry, I, I, I thought you'd painted stuff and you said you're not going to paint any more until I'd built more stuff. Oh, I, I, I hadn't realised I'd got another. I'd got some armour plates for a Titan. I, I thought it was my Titan and then realised. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, I'm thinking, oh, no, 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 no that spins. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm, still, <laughs> yeah. I'm still down with that deal. Oh, I don't see anything yeah, until I've built you ain't more getting stuff. Shit. You ain't getting shit until you sort of This done, goes so. back to the like why I might not order a Warmaster because I've already got like a Reaver and a couple of Warhounds still to build. Yeah. Well, man, give them to I... Keith, man. Part of his roof fell down. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm I did. Sure, uh, yeah, sure yeah, I'm welcome talked, of it. I have talked to Keith about building them. He's um, he's currently. I, I was thinking about giving him a break after he's built my Stormbird. Yeah, that'd be bad time. Tear. Hang on. Who just slipped into our DMs? Hey. Ready? <laughs> How you doing, man? <laughs> it's Friday. Good evening. You're right, Flower. I'm very well. Just, just, very just for, uh, nicely. We're just talking about hobby shit. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So nice. let me let me crack on with my shit stuff, Go and on. then you can tell them about what you've been doing. Oh, we've got Isla on. Hello, yeah, Isla. Yeah, we've got we've got a GC in in, in the house. Oh, yeah, all of a sudden. You were saying um, your hobby stuff. What have you been up to, Mister Dan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've, I, I was saying I've painted, painted stuff for Ross, painted stuff for Spin. Um, I've, do you know what? I, I've really struggled because you know I'm painting Ollie's Night Lords for him. Yeah, I, I am really struggling with them. Um, I've, I had about three goes at the blue <laughs> before I got it right. 
And now I'm really struggling with the base. So if anybody, not necessarily for discussion right now, but anybody's got any ideas about how to do kind of like urban battlefield kind of rubble bases, I'd I love some top tips. I've got your back, really fam. Good. I'm going to send yes. you the tutorial that I watched. That oh, fuck has, yes. Uh, because you've been looking bases, at it for your yeah. uh, Dark Angels, haven't you? In fact, I did do a tiny bit of hobby. I ordered my basing materials and I discovered... Okay. Uh, Vallejo Dark Earth, like texture paint. Oh, it's paint. good shit, isn't it? Oh isn't my it good god, shit? it's so good. It's the dog's danglies. I, I, do you know? I've had a bit of a kind of like hobby kit refresh. So I am um, with uh, what? So since lockdown, or any of the lockdowns, but in particular the last lockdown, what I've realised is how much I spend on the fucking car when you have to travel into the office. Yeah. Uh, and um, we've taken that saving, and we're Michelle and I are now looking at thinking, when lockdown's over, where do you fancy going on holiday? And it started off like somewhere in Europe. Then it was like, do you fancy Japan? Oh, <laughs> seriously, yeah. you will not want to come back from Japan if you go there. It's yeah. amazing. So, so we've we've got a, got a, a, a building up a nice stash of cash, which be actually might be quite handy if I get made redundant. But that's another story entirely. Um, but on top of that, I've been like, I've got, I've got like a couple hundred quid a month spare that I didn't have, you know, before lockdown. I was like, I could, I'm sick of that shonky pair of tweezers I've got. So I've ordered some like proper Gucci kit. And it's only been like like twenty quid. But I got this set of tweezers. The model, the um, the actually electronics tweezers are anti-static stuff, but they're all really fine with different shapes and stuff uh, for things. And it comes in a like a roll-up pouch. So it's like, yeah. oh, it's just amazing. As opposed to these like ones where you think, where have I put it down on my desk somewhere, and it's like it's lost forever. I don't know where it is on this desk. Um, I I really regret. I gave um, I gave one of the apprentices that I used to work with my uh, tool roll when I left the working at the Athena. Mm. Um, and it, yeah, I regret it because I had like uh, the anti-static like. Um, needle nose pliers and things like that and all sorts of little tiny tools that like i got given them for free by yeah by the athena which is why i kind of like passed them on but yeah big regret because they're you know they're real good shit they're really good yeah uh so uh, what else did i get oh i've upped my masking game uh take as well so i've got some some pots of some tubs of that which is really handy a liquid mask no, 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 no. So, uh, when back in the day when I did my Barwell Bodywear, Bodyworks uh, airbrush course, yeah. he made a point about masking tape. He said, "If keep your masking tape uh, in a in something like a plastic bag or a box, something like that, where there's no dust, because as soon as you get shit basically stuck on the outside of the roll, so you know, like you got the sticky side of the roll down the edges." Yeah. So as soon as you get dust and stuff onto that, your masking tape's fucked. It's no use to you because you're never going to get a clean edge on it ever again. And I was like, oh, okay. So uh, I found online these tubs of masking tape. And it's got different thicknesses, and it's all in like a pla- like a like a baked bean tin sized thing. Is it Tamiya? It's like Tamiya, but it isn't. It's it's it is ta- it, you know you look at it and you think that's Tamiya tape, but it's just not branded as Tamiya. Well, that reminds me actually. I was quite impressed with my ability to mask off 
chevrons on a six mil Leviathan Dreadnought. It's mental. I mean, you're, why are you even you, doing you, it? You are fucking mental, mate. Just learn to paint straight lines. <laughs> Jesus. I, 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 my hand isn't steady enough to do a straight line. That's the whole problem. Right. It's not about, it's not about steady. It's about speed. So yeah, if, I tried that option as well. Went even worse. Right. Much like cooking, once I can come to your house, I will show you. <laughs> but yeah, it's about because I had the same issue when I was doing before I got Tamiya tape when I was doing my Iron Warriors. And it's not about because I think the issue is a lot of people try and do it real, like slow, and they and they that's where the handshake and stuff comes in. Mm. But if as long as you're confident and you do it in one stroke, uh, and your your paintbrush isn't overloaded, and you know. Yeah, you're gonna yeah, mess. I, it, I think, you're gonna mess it up a couple of times, but once once you get the kind of once you get it down, it's real easy just to be like, whoop, there's one, whoop, there's yeah, another I think one. The yeah. issue was is it's the, like it's uh, like well, sweet loving. You just got to get the stroke right. I think the issue was more to do with the fact that, as Dan said, you know, I need to do it a different method, i.e., do it yellow first, then paint the black on rather than the we way around. We told you that as well, though. Yeah, but I'd already painted these, so that that was I need to uh, uh, fix yeah, that. See, uh, that that's that's the thing. So, um, what are the other elements? So, uh, you you remember how I, you know I did those uh, Empress Children last year, and I've been waiting for the tanks. I've managed to get all the tanks uh, together now. Well, actually, I say that I've still need two rhinos, so I haven't got all the tanks together yet. But the um, I'm about three quarters of the way through the two Achilles and the Spartan for them, man. Uh, Seeing, seeing the fact, like seeing the side of the tank after you did what I think you're about to tell everyone you did, it it hurt, it hurt me, man, it hurt my heart. Yeah, yeah, but it's but the reality of it is that that is a key part of the learning process. You have to fuck stuff up, and it's the acknowledgement you are going to fuck stuff up. But the act of fucking things up will make it better in the future. So, um. What I, I, the conclusion I very quickly came to after I'd painted the purple on my Empress Children tanks was, if you're going to put white on it, you need to paint the white first, mask it off, and then paint the purple. Not what I'd done, which was paint mm. the purple and then try and paint in the white. just didn't work. So effectively, I've repainted them from scratch almost. They're drying now in the, in the spare room. But, but I, I really am convinced I can paint this te- this power armor do better than the paint scheme on the um, Warhammer site on, it's, the, on GW's it's site. Fucking it's fucking cartoony forty k. Well, I mean that didn't that get they didn't they get revealed while I was in hospital, didn't they? And when yeah, I came maybe. out and I was doing some cashing up, I was like, oh, it seems like oh, I didn't realize they were doing like specific um, like um, legions for forty k now, and it was like, oh wait, the thirty k models. Why, I honestly would... thought they were 40k models that they were releasing. I think we, why, we were why? discussing this yesterday, weren't we, Ant? About the um, the orc squig riders. Yes, yes. Yeah, and how it's the paint job. Like, if they had a, a grim, dark, like, good paint job and not this cartoony shit, they'd look better. So, just so I'm trying to work out what you're saying with regards to this. So, because the paint job's too bright, or it's too kind of garish? No. Uh, um, too clean. I, I... Uh, yeah, so visual stuff doesn't really work in an audio-only format. Um, but if you if you look at, I'll, I'll send you the link. I'll find the link and I'll send it to you, Ant. But if you look at it, it looks really, it looks like a really basic paint job. And that might be, it could be the photography because photos can be really unforgiving on a model. But I was looking at, it, I'm thinking, 
I think my word bearers look better than that. Oh, they do. I agree. I would agree with that. But it's it's the same issue that I have with um, Saul Tarvitz. Like Saul the, the fucking Tarvitz. Saul fucking Tarvitz. The paint oh, the job. Plastic, the plastic version. Oof! Don't Ellis will <laughs> Ellis will be in the comment section straight away. But yeah, the the paint job is half of the reason I think why people thought it was plastic. Because when you look at the rest of the character range, and I don't want to say effort's been put into them, but they've been painted in a very different way. And then I'd say the Saul Tarvitz model kind of is parallel to the the Grigor Fellhanded and the Araman model, where they were painted with... um, They're they're plastics, so they're easier to paint. So, you, you know, you know what I'm trying to say. I do know what you're trying to say. I'm trying not to shit on the professional painter that's painted it, but oh yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not. It's not shit. I'm just that. I. It, it's. It's how. It's how you grade. So, okay, it, for, for uh, uh, insight into the other part of my life, when you are marking other people's, when you are marking students' work as a as a as a in an academic context. Your, your starting point is is what what do I expect this person to be able to produce? So you know what's the what's an average? What's the midpoint? What what does good look like compared to that? What does poorer than that midpoint look like? And that's kind of your starting mindset for framing how you're approaching the assessing the piece of work that somebody's produced. Mm-hmm. Looking at this word bearer prater, it's like that's a solid paint job, but that isn't a heavy metal games workshop front of a box level paint job because i could do it and i'm not a heavy metal i'm not a heavy metal painter when you deal with professional painters they have um like there's gaming there's what they call the box art level and then it's like competition level i think the days the the halcyon days of like heavy metal painting these miniatures and making them look like something you aspire to are gone these days, like box art is just this is what they look like. You know, right, they're, they're, so, they're blue. I'm, I'm looking at the photo now, and do you know what? There's there's several things that stand out to me. But do you know what it looks like? It looks like Peaches painted it in one of those how to paint videos. Yeah. So it's like it's a it's a reasonable paint job, and it would do most people. You put it on the table, you'd be quite happy with that. But that that isn't the standard you you would expect from a new model release. It's the prob- same problem I have with a lot of the stuff when you see when people um, release like 3D models for STLs and print them, and then they go and the, and they invariably put some painted versions of it. And I thought, I don't know who you got to paint that, but the fact you've invested in the 3D modeling and then you've just got some half-assed idiot to throw paint onto <laughs> your model and stick it on a website and say it's painted, it's like fucking hell. Invest a bit of time and effort. There's plenty of resources out there, people who can do this kind of shit. Give them a, give them a model and pay them a bit of money to paint it and make it look amazing because it'll improve your it, sale anyway. It is really odd because like, if you look at the Age of Sigmar releases, specifically like the um, like the Indoneth and like mm. the Slanesh release, the, the paint jobs are really, really nice. And like, yeah, the, the Lumineth, I guess, like the Lumineth are okay paint job-wise. Mm. Um but yeah, like the 
battle sisters all kind of have like basic paint jobs on the on the cover art the the primaris marines the same and i don't know whether it's intentional or whether the you know the the models don't lend themselves to these slightly more detailed paint jobs i interesting thing like i said i I was cleaning up the the um the praetor this morning and the thing that struck me i i think it in its in its pure you know it's native bare resin scent self it looks a much better model and the paint job makes it look on the warhammer community page it's got much more potential than they've exploited in that painting are the runes um the runes are etched into the model right they are which is a bit of a ball late because i wouldn't do the runes like that i think there's better ways of doing the runes but you know that's fine where's the um where's the radials you know the circular, yeah. Rooms. They haven't got any. They haven't got the geometry on it. No. Which, uh, which, yeah. The, and there's no, there's no surface areas, no surface areas. Looking at it, where you'd actually get any of that on, because you wouldn't be able to get the enough of it on to make it look like it was part of the model. It looked like it was kind of like stitched on. And I always, the the runes that they use as well, they're not consistent, which it, which really annoys me. <laughs> It may, yeah. It's the kind of the, the linguist in me. It's just like, look, just come up with an alphabet of like 20 characters and just use them. And and they don't. They're just, they're just random squiggles, which, I don't know, it annoys me. What about filling them in with like green stuff and then doing your own? Oh, I could do, but I don't know if my life... Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, Ollie's just sent me a photo of stuff he's 3D printed for me. Oh, they look amazing. I'll talk to her about it in a second. Um, yeah, I did think about that, but it's like, yeah, I, I think what I'll do is just probably paint it as it is. Um, and just, I, I'm going to paint it as it is, but use it as a, see if I can prove my own hype, if you like, and mm. um, kind of do a better job than I think that they've done on the actual model. So, okay. Ollie. So did you see um, in the last day or so, I'd, said, I'd figured out how to emboss images onto 3D models. So you I put, saw like, the, um, the cataphractic pad that you did. Yeah, Ollie's printed them. Let me, um, let me stick them in the chat for you so you can have a look. Yeah, I'm just, look, I'm just looking at the, um, that word bit. Yeah, I see what you mean. His backpack's weird. What symbols on his backpack? Uh, well... Yeah, I mean that's the thing. If it was, if it was a symbol from one of the chapters, if it was like the serrated sun, for instance, right. So, that'd... like, if I look at the image and if I put my thumb like over his head and his chest, that's a thousand suns backpack. Kind of looks like it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. The sword is weird as well. Uh, yeah, what? I don't mind the sword actually. The sword looks better in real life than it does on that picture. Although, I, have, I I think he would have looked better with a kind of, almost like a scimitar, more Eastern Oriental kind of blade. Yeah. 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 Um, and anyway, I mean, the point is the hand's separate, so I could just, I could build a sword in in Yeah, um, you can print yourself in. a scimitar. The plasma pistol's pretty one. cool, actually. The plasma pistol's cool. It's got, it's got that... Um, Oh, uh, um, more attack feel to it. Yeah. See, I'd be tempted to use him 
as a librarian because he's got books on him. Uh, well, you see, Praetors can have psychic powers. We'll be talking about this in the consoles at mm. some point. There we are. So I've, t- I've stuck it in there. You can see. They're nice. Oh. They're nice. Yeah. So I've got That's the pretty cool. demon skull and then just e- emboss the um, legion number onto the other pad. Yeah, I like the it, legion it, number. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how thick it's you know how thick it's come out. If you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, I can um, make, I can make the embossing deeper. Um, yeah, I, I was. It's it's the the problem I have is what what it looks like in Blender and then what it looks like when you actually print it. You, yeah, you've got yeah. it. Is that you got that kind of iterative process? I think looking at that, I'd probably make them deeper because it it just make them easier to paint, basically. Mm. Cool. Yeah, yeah that's, that's really good. Anyway, that's me for hobby. That is me for hobby. So what else have you melted with your hot egg on your crazy bastard? Well, you see, the thing is, though, I was I was just a bit kind of like, because I wanted to get those. I tell you what, let, let me go from top to bottom. So what have I done? I'm trying to work out what I've done because my wrist is still playing me up a little bit. So um, I've not been painting as much. I've been kind of doing it in shorter bursts. Hmm. Um, so I've got our like wrist support for work and I've ordered um like an actual physical glove thing that you put on. So it's going to just make my life a little bit easier because I've been playing on the PlayStation a lot. So PC all day working and then PlayStation most of the evening. It's not doing myself any favors. So I've been watching a lot of telly. So what what did I watch? I watched The Expanse. That's good. So all five seasons done in about two weeks or whatever it was. Didn't realize you hadn't seen that before. Yeah. Yeah, I still need to watch the last season. Really good. So cloud that. Lovecraft Country. Get yourself Lovecraft Country in your eye holes. You'll fucking love it. Like it. Um, I watched Snowpiercer. First two series of that. Ooh. That's quite good. I've not watched uh, that. That's quite. It's. I'm not going to say much about it, but it's. I found it quite interesting. It's quite an interesting. I enjoyed the first season, but again, yeah. we we haven't watched the second one yet. Uh, and then caught up with Walking Dead season ten. So then, but that's got a bit boring. To be honest, I'm a bit like, whatever. Um, so anyway, so what have I done? So I've finished off all of my epic world eaters. So I think I did all my armor. Well, did I do my armor last time we chatted? I think you did your armor last time, but you've done your plane since. I think. Yeah, I've done all. I've done all the flyers, and then this afternoon I stuck together the storm bird. Is it? Or the yeah, the big lad, what, the, the big boy. Big lad. Um, so he's stuck together, ready to be sprayed. So I'll be probably spraying him at some point this weekend, potentially. Um, did some more ten mil undead. So I've done the ghosts, the bats, and and some more wolves. So they're ready to be based, and I've got some heavy cavalry ready to rock as well. Um, did some orcs, so I did like a squad of ten knobs, all with combat weapons to kind of complement the five knobs with shooty weapons. Um, a mech boy with a shock attack gun and. Um, just a normal mech boy who's just going to run around with just whatever whatever he comes with. Did a test paint for Isla's Grey Knights, which went down really well. She likes them. You're nodding, Isla. Yeah. <laughs> of course she does, because so, her dad's ace. Well, I showed it to her, showed it to Isla to say, this is, this is like the colour scheme I, can, I think we can do. 
And I did turn around and say, do you want me to paint them for you? Isla says, no, can I paint them? So I'm, I'm excited to see how they'll go come out. Great. Um, so, yes, anyway, so that's pretty much been about it, to be honest with you. I've just been doing I mean, odds and Let's be honest, like, you're at reduced capacity because of an injured arm, and you've painted a hell of a lot more than both me and Ross combined. Hey, yeah, how did you hurt your arm? I thought it was your eye. No, no. Yeah, my eye was left out when I burst my blood when I had a blood vessel burst in yeah. my eye. So basically, I could I couldn't if I moved my eyes around too much, it was a bit painful. Whereas this time, I think of basically the doctors well, not the doctor, but the nurse says I've got like borderline RSI. Oh, so yeah. so basically, it's it's one of those things where I need to kind of just be a bit wary and kind of rest it and take um, ibuprofen when it's too much and all this kind of stuff. So I'm just being a bit more conscious of what I'm doing with my wrist so that I don't overdo it. <laughs> Ding dong. <laughs> so, I, so, I don't, so I don't overdo it too much. So like, say, for example, my posture when I'm using my PC, because I'm doing extra hours and all this kind of stuff. So I'm probably doing about, what, 50-ish hour a week at the minute, roughly? Yeah, So, you know what I mean? That's, like, probably not helping. But, you know, it, you got, you got to do what you got to do. Um, so, yes, my painting's been a bit kind of slack off at the minute. But then I've been doing just just basically just chilling and all that. But, yeah, I've got my, my Operation War still on the go. So I've got, what, 10 Storm Boys, including some leader dude that's metal and apparently is some special character but i don't know what his name is and then six knobs in mega armor and then i've got four beastmen as a test paint which i'm going to do to see how they come out and try and work out a color scheme because if we're going to do some age of sigma later down in the year see how they come out and then i've been doing a few bits and bobs for uh for stargrave so i 3d printed a like a robot dude ages ago Back in, I think it was about January time. I finally finished him off, and then with the, with the, I found some drop fleet commander, or was it whatever it was? Was it drop? Oh commander? yeah, drop, drop, zone. Drop, drop zone commander, whatever drop it is. Yeah, so I got, yeah, drop I got fleet, some little fleet. Oh right, yeah. So I got drop, so I drop zone. So I got these little like little kind of like look like spiders basically for scourge, which were kind of like. Whatever they were, I can't even remember what they were called properly. So, um, so I decided to paint them up and kind of add them into my Stargrave crew as kind of little gribbly type things. I don't know what I'm going to do with them, but I'll show them somehow rules wise. Um, but when last night, when I was kind of finished them off and I'd done pretty much done the models, and I was like, I want to get them done tonight. So rather than leaving the bases overnight to dry and then doing the the first layer of brown and leaving that like a good few hours to dry i was being a bit kind of impatient so i decided to get out the basically the heat gun that you normally strip paint off wood with and um decided to give them a quick blast so out of eight bases i lost two and then replaced them and yeah they're <laughs> fine <laughs> so, yeah people yeah everyone went to the hobby chat was like Wait, no 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 it'd be fine don't worry but saying that i've got one of those cutting mats on my desk only after like 10 minutes after i would finished doing it 
I felt my desk. And I was like, "Friggin' heck, that's hot!" And um, <laughs> <laughs> always like you've been using <laughs> heat gun on it. Yeah, you know, I mean, I was a bit like it was a bit. My bench was a bit toaster, so I was putting my hands on it to keep my hands warm. I was like, oh, "This is quite nice, actually." So it's like, oh, yeah. So anyway, so yeah, hobby-wise, it's it's been a bit slacking, but it's been slacking for the right reasons. Not like you and uh, Ross. He's absolutely allowed to throw shade. So I ordered my Stargrave yeah. book yesterday when we oh, were talking yeah. about it, right? Yeah. And um, what was that? And what? Discord made a noise and it freaked me out. Um, it had the, it's had the delivery date changed today. I got an email today saying it's not coming on the 29th of April. It's coming between the 7th and the 9th of May. And I was just like, no, it's not that really? long, to be fair. Yeah. It's not. It's only, what, another couple of weeks on Week? top, isn't it? Yeah, but it was more like, because you said, obviously, you've ordered yours directly and you were getting yeah. it. Theoretically, um, I should get it next week. Yeah. Ooh. Theoretically, man. Interesting. I tried to go onto the uh, Osprey and it uh, doesn't work. The link doesn't work. Thing is, though, if you look at if you look at the Nick starter, and I've, I've, I remember when he did it for Frostgrave, and he's done it for a few other systems. It's just basically it's like a it's better than Kickstarter because it is. This is the pre-order. The more that people pre-order, we'll throw in a few freebies, but then those freebies will become available further down the line. So it, it kind of encourages people to commit to, to the pre-order. Yeah. And he's got he's only he's only been live four days and he's already up to thirty-eight grand. Ooh, and I'm just like, that is bananas for a book that's like, yeah, we're ready to pump it out. So it's I'm you see, I'm I'm gonna I'm just gonna get the book. I'm not gonna bother with any of the bits because I've been digging around for gang. I've I managed to go. I managed to find a foundry gang. Oh, I found a, a bunch of foundry models that are long, long out of print now um, because they're all 2000 AD um, ABC warriors. Oh God, I love um, the ABC warriors. So so you've got all the ABC. Well, I've got as many of the ABC warriors as I could at the time. Um, so they're going to be kind of my crew. So I just got to work out what to do with them, basically. But um, yeah, it's going to be good times. So I'm excited about that. Should be good fun. But no, that's it, really. Hobby-wise, it's been pretty, pretty chilled. But yeah, we'll see what goes on. Well, hmm? I'm, I'm, I'm surprised, then. For the first time ever, you haven't painted nine million miniatures. Although you have got a good reason for it. So yeah. Well, the thing is, though, you, like we were talking, whenever it was, because there's no kind of, there's no shows going on, there's no tournament. Well, not tournaments, but there's no gaming nights going on. There's there's nothing kind of there to give you that incentive to sit there and go, on. Oh, you know, we play. I'm playing. What Titanic? Pick in a couple of weeks. weeks I could. Do, I whatever. need to get my detachments done. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? It's like you know. It's like a, You know. I'll, I want. I want to play a game of whatever. Oh, I really want to include, like you know, five. What you know, a squad of whatever. I'm just going to blast them out. There's nothing like that. So I'm just kind of like I've done, you know, pretty much like Dan has. He's painted 
well, I think he worked it out to be like seven armies or something like that. It was eight, just shy eight, of eight in a year. Just shy of eight. And, and I sit there and I think, and I sit there and I go, right. So I finished off a World Eaters. I painted all my epic stuff. I've got, um, you know, I've done all my Necromunda. So, you know, I'm kind of going through the list of stuff I've done. Just like I've done this, I've done this. I've painted like an entire knight army that's not actually rolled any dice in anger. And they're just sitting on my desk. I did Rico. Yeah, that's right. I finished off the Reaver. I did the little dude as well. I did the, the 3D printed Warhound. Winston. No, I did Winston before lockdown. But Winston's never rolled any dice in anger either. He would He would win the game on his own. People are scared of him, Isla. That's what it is. Um, but yeah, so you look at the, you know, you look at what I've done. It's like I painted all my own Peralis, like the Orc um, wing. Um, it's just, you know, I've been pumping out models left, right and centre, and now I've kind of got to the point where I've painted all the stuff I really wanted to paint, and now it's like bits and bobs and dregs, it's like, oh, I do now. So, yeah. It's just, I, it's just... I, I, I was just going to say, I, I, I've reached the point where I was, the, I might have fallen into an Empress Children hole. Mm. <laughs> you definitely don't want to do that. Well, I know. <laughs> or maybe I do. Because uh, it was, um, I got, I've, I've got all. Like I say, barring two rhinos, I've got everything I need to finish off um, the the army I'd planned to do, and I was always going to break limit at that. But then I, I made a mistake, and I ordered two contemptors. Yeah, hey. and it, it'd be very easy to think. Oh, I got them on the basis of thought. Well, if I, if I paint two contemptors, mm. then I could, with the rest of the stuff, I've got quite a bit of variety to do Zone Mortalis games with. Yes. But I know as soon as I painted them, be like, oh, I should do something for this list. I should do this because for and the next thing I know, I'll have five thousand bloody points of Emperor's Children. It's all right. You've I, not, you won't have gone too far until you buy the plastic Marathi kit and two Fulgrim models, so you can make a demon version of him. No, that, that's that. when you've gone too far. I did I, one thing. I did think I the one thing I have not painted since I started playing Heresy is Primarch. Never painted really? the Primark. Yeah. I thought you painted uh, Mortarian. No, Gaz painted Mortarian for me. Oh, did he? Ah. Yeah. So, and I've got, uh, I have got, well, I've got, I've got a Rogal Dawn, I've got a Lorgar, and I've got. Why do you have a? Oh, I was about to ask why do you have a Rogal Dawn, but I've forgotten that you knew you have uh, an Imperial Fist Army. Ooh. I do. I mean, David Brains has got them at the moment. They're starring. Yeah. The they have a. They've got stardom of their own. It's really weird. Every time he releases a video, I get I get this flurry of people adding me on Instagram. I'm like, where's this coming from? Oh, hang on. Either my was, word bearers of my Imperial Fists have been on the 30k channel. I posted again. that uh, that picture of the the Demon Beast versus one of your Terminators. Yeah. In the uh, in the 69th, which then led into the like a good 10 15 minutes of uh, me, Ollie, and Nick making like 30k Among Us jokes. <laughs> uh, every time I see a post, I'll be like, "They look familiar." Oh no, that's Dan's army. Yeah, cool. No, no worries. No, no, it's got a life of its own. It's like um, it feels like I'm part of a a kind of an old comedy duo, but the other the other half was funnier than me, and they've gone and made a <laughs> note, their own career separately and living a separate life. And I'm like, "Oh yeah, I used I used to be their partner, but not anymore." I really ought to get him back off him before he goes to New Zealand. 
Ideally, probably should. should yeah, I should, should mention that. Uh, I don't know, I think he said he was going to like June, July, something like that. So he's not that far away. Yeah, cause I remember he was going on about he wanted to get some um, some bags to store his Zomatellus tiles or something. Yeah. And I was like, just use lots of foam and whack them together. But that's the ant's way of thinking. Just, yeah. just so. believe they'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure angry. that you, uh, you get custody of your army back. Just, just bubble, bubble wrap it and away you go. That yeah. court battle will be uh, intense. Oof. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it might it might just be that I'm feeling the urge to paint Emperor's Children because I haven't got, like, my Imperial Fists and my Word Bearers looking at me. And actually, painting this Praetor over the weekend might might change it. I think so, is, what, about, what about aiming for something Gothic-esque scale? Well, I've, I've, I want to line Ollie up to uh, print me some uh, ships from his, what is it called? Soul Forge, is it? Soul Forge, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I need to work out a, a fleet and, and get Ollie to print them off. But um, I, I want to finish these. I've got to finish his Night Lords uh, first, or at least the ones he's given me already. Well, how many have uh, you got left to do with that lot? Well, there's 20, but I was just saying earlier, I can't remember if you joined before. Um, I'm really struggling with the bases. But um, uh, thank you, Ross. I've seen you shared those links for me. I'll give those a watch later. Yeah, they're good. Should we do a bit of yeah. serious chat about Legion consoles? Yeah, let's do it, man. So a couple of times we've um, kind of, I've kind of put my feelers out to the community and said, what do you want us to do? Because um, obviously we do the Ask Us Anything. Uh, we do like the, the law thing. We do Ask Angron whenever you're up to doing the voice. Um, <laughs> not for a while, have we? We haven't, no. Oh, and a couple no. of times, um, the same things kind of pop up. They want list discussion uh, and kind of like a unit-by-unit unit breakdown of the um, the Astartes list. And that's, that's, that's very dry. That's kind of like, I don't want to spend half an hour talking about Tactical Squad. Um, but yeah, I think consoles are interesting enough for us to have a bit of a chat about because, you know, they have different functions and they do different different stuff. Um, and I, I definitely feel I'm in a rut with my console choice. Because if it's my Iron Warriors, it's a Siege Breaker and a Warmonger. If it's my Salamanders, it's a Chaplain. And if it's my Black Shields, it's either a Pravian or a Moritat. And I don't really look at the others. So tonight we're going to talk about the basic bitch Centurion, uh, the Delegatus, the um, Moritat. And what was the other one? Chaplin, chaplain. the chaplain, the greatest of all consoles. He's very good. Well, yeah, I've I've got particular reasons why I like him. So, where do you want to start them? So, start start with the basic bitch centurion. So they're they're fifty points. Bargain, um, absolute fucking bargain. They've got a decent stat line: weapon skill five, blister skill five, two wounds, initiative five, three attacks. It's, the... it's a... Good Sorry, go on. No, I was, I was just, just going to say, like, the, the war gear choices. Uh, the power armor version, you know, you've got your combi weapons of Volkites. You've got all the, um, like, carnival, uh, carnival sabers, power weapons, thunder hammers, etc. Refractor field. It's kind of like the, the basic equipment list. And then there's a Terminator version of it as well. So, so go on. <laughs> I mean, I was going to dive in with... Honestly... 
what, what, why would you take one? That's that's that was that was my that's my essentially my what well, my question would be with this. I've I've done it in ZM. It's it's a cheap, like reasonably high leadership model. Okay. Um, the Stormwing Right of War means I have to take them for Dark Angels. Beyond that, um, I don't know. But that so you know. Uh, well, so I take them all the time in Word Bearers because you have to. So Word Bearer special rules mean that uh, army list that you've got to take a second compulsory HQ, and it has to be either a chaplain or a or a, a, um, a centurion because of the, it's the charismatic leadership rule. I think it is, and it's basically the kind of the advisor to the boss man. Um, okay. The 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 upside, of course, for Word Bearers is is uh, you can give them psychic powers so they can take burning law for 30 points which gives them a level one psychic ability with either biomancy or uh telekinesis uh almost exclusively you take biomancy because a uh, level one you there's there's no i don't think there's any duff powers in there i mean hemorrhage is is not as great as the rest of them but the, almost any of the others are amazing is it warp time the one that you normally use uh, well, you don't get to pick it, unfortunately. You have to roll it. The, the one, one, you, the one want... that you normally roll. <laughs> <laughs> the, the one, the one. So, so basically, you, you, your level one power is bio, um, bio, no, smite, which is basically um, dark Sith fingers. Yeah. Uh, which is brilliant. It's it's an AP two shooting attack. So, fucking a. Um, and then you've got iron arm. Which gives you smash, which makes all of your attacks AP two, or warp speed, which gives you plus three attacks and plus three initiative. Either one of those two with your standard combat weapon choices, on a, even on a centurion, and you you you, you roll anything. Yeah. I would argue though that the centurion is good in almost every single legion because of, uh, but it, it largely depends on the additional legion weapons you can take. So. Empress Children with all its other rules, plus a Phoenix Power Spear. Brilliant. White Scars is probably the best one outside of. Um, I, I actually think it go Thousand Suns Word Bearer. If you were ranking legions for a bog standard Centurion, it go Thousand Suns because of all the bonuses they get with the psychic powers. It's another cheap psyker. Word bearers, it's more, the psychic powers are more expensive, but I think um, the ones that you can, what you get makes it better. And then you've got white scars, uh, probably blood angels and dark angels. Uh, the the world eater special weapons aren't that great because you've got like the the uh, Kaderi weapons, but like, the Escoriata chain axe is not AP two by default. Night Lords is not a bad shout with his uh, chain hockey stick. Chain any, hockey stick. Any any legion though where you've got um that that improves their combat ability of the model or gives it additional special rules that it can do different roles, or they've got access to weapons, um, it becomes really potent. Because that's fifty points plus the weapons or the add-ons. Say it's less it's probably less than a hundred points. Stick it even in a bog standard tactical squad. You know how much I love tactical squads. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you've got something that's hitting and that higher than initiative five across that's going to do a lot of damage in that unit for effectively about 20 points more than a bog standard sergeant. 
Now that isn't a bad bad take. The the problem is what people do is most people start building the lists from the HQs. So they start with the HQs they want and build the rest of the list. What I do is start with the troops and then go back to the HQs. And that way you what you end up doing is you can slot a centurion in for points for bargain yeah. points rather than kind of going spaffing your load on on a much more expensive console uh, at the start and then going oh i've only got 100 points left to fit in what tactical sports squad or you know whatever i think also That's- there's there's the issue that like they're overshadowed by virtue of the fact they don't have any special rules of their own like yes they're good their stat line's solid, they're relatively cheap, and like you say, you can arm them with uh, like your Legion's um, signature weapon. Um, but beyond that, they don't really do anything in comparison to, say, a Legion Champion or a Forge Lord. They're all kind of more appealing because they have like other things bolted onto them. So I think people overlook them because they want to get something like air quotes cool into their list. The, the see is the tax to get the other things, isn't it? Really. I mean, yeah. If, you know, I, if, if you're getting going for uh, a Moritat, as we're going to talk about in its own, it's not you're not buying a Moritat. You know, you're buying a Moritat with the Centurion tax because you have to have that to buy or get the Moritat. I, you see, I, I, guess. I, I don't. Yeah, I mean, there's partly that. But I mean, the 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 undersung or the bit that. I mean, you know, you know my take on the stuff. I like the basic stuff in the games. I think, I think people and players go straight to the cool shit without and and pass over. Yeah, well, you know, and they pass over loads of opportunities in the basic stuff, like a basic tactical squad. I still put it to you that one of the best units in the game is a tactical support squad with flamers, yeah, and extra hand weapons. I still put it to you that's one of the best units in the game. Um, that aside, uh, centurions, a basic centurion, if you come at it from the point of view of I've got about 100 points left to fit into my list, a basic centurion is not a bad investment, especially, certainly if you've got something like a, a white scars and, and their, um, what's it called? Uh, is it power glaive that they have? Yeah, the power glaive, yeah. Yeah, that is the best standard close combat weapon in the game. At initiative, AP2 doesn't get any better than that, and it's plus one strength as well. Yeah, I think I think Centurion really shines in um, well the the Centurion format, where it's your massed infantry. Hmm. Um, That's like I say, ZM is normally kind of infantry and walkers. In fact, it is, Um, and that you know that's when I look at them. when we've played Centurion games at club or at events, I've looked at them because they are point sufficient for what they do. Mm. Uh, I haven't... See, I'm one of these people that... Like, when I was saying people go for the cool stuff, that's me, I'm people. I'll mm. always be like, right, I'm going to take a Praetor, and then I'm going to take a Chaplain, or I'm going to take... Um, like I say, currently, like, it's like Pravian Motara, uh, Maratat, like, the the... the you know the the fucking cool stuff, but really, what I should be doing is thinking about uh, like how efficient I can make that that HQ slot. Because if I can take, for, for example, for Dark Angels, it's um, 
how much is it? It is there's fifty points for the Centurion plus a conversion field plus like um, either a Tyrannic Greatsword or a you know a, a Calibanite Warblade. Warblade. And that, that's a you know that's a efficient like melee character. And you add on top of that like the the Legion special ability that gives you plus one plus one to hit when you've got a sword, and it suddenly becomes you know. I'm going to challenge. I'm going to call out this other character that costs more than me and probably spank it. But like I say, it's not as cool as a Moritat. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, so I think that's Guns my issue. No knives for a pro. Well, yeah. <laughs> but no, I like, I like the way you build a list. Kind of like, because when I first started playing 40k as a kid, the way we were taught to do it is like you pick your HQs first and then you build your list. But actually building it back backwards, I guess, um, kind of gives you a better idea of what HQs you need to make the list work properly. Well, that's it's kind of going back to um, what you said initially about how, you know, like you say, if you're building Iron Warriors, you're going to go with like a Siege Breaker and that, which will then lead on to wanting to maximise abilities that siege breaker brings to the get to the to the army therefore you'll probably put in a unit that benefits from it you know etc etc and before you know it you've before you've even put any troop choices in you've probably used up you know a five to six hundred points worth of your army just oh, yeah. on, on, like on what goes with the with the with the uh, siege the, breaker the siege breaker then leads to at least one leviathan with phosphex it leads to quad mortars with phosphex and they're expensive and they're whack and you know it's the same as like the when i pick a warmonger and i'm like right i'm going to deep strike this what unit's going with it and suddenly i've got like a 600 point unit of um cenobite terminators and i'm just like mm, that's a lot of points in one place that isn't guaranteed to do what i want it to do i think that so there's two points there we'll get onto this when we talk to the other talk about the other consoles the thing about centurion is there is no list you couldn't put a centurion in and it wouldn't have some utility literally fits in anything um and actually like i say i've got particular interest in doing that as a word bearer word bearers player because it's a, a really cheap and efficient way of satisfying the additional hq requirement so even in something like armored breakthrough uh so if i've got like a, an army Listen, I, you know I've got a list that's you know full of predators. Um, but there's literally no call for any infantry, but I still I've still got to have a um, I've got to have with that second HQ. So a fifty foot fifty point um centurion with maybe like five dudes with flamers in a Damocles is all I need to do. Bonus tick done. Mission accomplished. Yeah. Um. And that's, I think that's true for Centurions. They'll go in anything. As we'll get onto the other stuff, it very quickly becomes you've, uh, you have to build the list around them to some degree. It's like if you're going to get the most out of console X, then you've got to do some, you've got to build the list with that in mind. You put it in for a reason, don't you? That yeah, is absolutely not, yeah, it's not, not, they're not, they're not filling points like you're saying about Centurions or they're not fulfilling. They're fulfilling a specific role that you are planning to build around as soon as yeah. you think about putting one in the army. I think the yeah. other thing is it, a Centurion is viable in all the legions. 
Oh yeah, I mean it's. I I I'd say you talked about the Dark Angel list, uh, the Right of War. Sorry, that where it's a requirement. But of course, for Space Wolves, that's true. In any army list, they've got to have one HQ for every thousand points in the list, something like that. I think is yeah. the Legion rule. And of course, Centurion for that is perfect. And of course, they've got a range of really cool Legion-specific weapons that you can you can gear them up with and stick them into like Great Hunter packs or whatever. Fucking space wolves. So, from a law perspective, the Centurion is like um is like your line officer. It's all He's... fucking garbage. I'm, I'm, I'm about to maybe ruin your perspective, but is the Centurion the the, the Primaris Lieutenant of Heresy? Uh, no, I see. I view the Centurion more as like um, like your company captains. Yeah, like yeah, like, like sole targets. Mm. So you've got like your because the terminology between the legions is different because they still have chapters, which is is I think in the in the Heresies three thousand Marines is a chapter. Yeah, and well, every I mean... every company has a captain, and then some of the legions call the chapter masters captains. It's it's a weird thing, but yeah, I, I I think the Centurions kind of sit at their like they have a company to command. They're not quite a praetor. They're you know that kind of line officer. But yeah, Saul Tarvitz, Garvel Loken type characters. Well, for me, I I I never take Centurions. I've never in my world eaters. I've never taken one, just because. Um, I just go straight for the Praetor and then tag team Khan alongside him. It, I might do a Master of Signal because it gives me a bit of bang from a book, but that's about it, to be honest with you. But it was it weren't until I was reading like the rules for tonight, ready for tonight. And some of them, some of the like the combos you can give me is, is really good. Really good. I'm trying. I'm trying to think which of the world eater Kadari weapons has got rend. Is it the well, Falx blades? Well, the thing is though, because I, 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 and this is again, this is bad because I'm quite set. In, I'm so simple when it comes to my list. I don't look at like weird and wonderful special weapons or anything like that. So I just look at a chain axe, and that's it. Like, what what can I do with a chain axe? Because that's my bread and butter weapon. So, like, say for example. With a chain axe, and because they get um, plus big at rage, I think it is. So you get plus two on the charge. I'm if I, you know, when I when I connect, I'm six attacks, initiative five, with strength five, weapon skill five. So I'm hitting you on threes, wounding you on threes, and basically just beating the living shit out of you. Rerolling wounds, I think it is. Or well, yeah, I think it's re-rolling ones of wounds or something like that, whatever it is. Anyway, oh yeah, it's, it's a world it, thing when you charge, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, and it's and for me, one of those because it's like I say, it's only since I've looked at it like this evening when I was when I was sitting down with Isla and we were sitting there watching some people make resin things on YouTube or whatever it was, and I sat there and looked at the rules. I'm like, if I chucked a jump pack on this motherfucker and whacked him in with <laughs> twenty twenty assault marines, and I'm like, <laughs> he's going to be like, you know, Angie runs like mates in your face it's like the ultimate speed bump you just send him out on his own if you want to go completely bananas um just as an aside i i'm i am always massively surprised that i i don't think i've ever seen a world eater army with jump packs i don't think i've seen assault marines i know you're going to do one and 
yeah, at some point when I can remortgage my kidneys. But um, <laughs> it's it's I think it's because I don't know. But when you don't see you don't see Weldy to heavy support units or tarantulas. You, you know, if you look, I'm on one of the World Eats pages on Facebook and, and you see like all the usual, you know, stuff as in, you know, despoiler type squads and that kind of thing and destroyers and all that kind of jazz and dreadnoughts, tempsters and blah, blah, and, you know, and all this kind of stuff. You don't rarely, you rarely see armored breakthrough. You rarely see tarantulas. You rarely see heavy support units. And, and with my scouts, because obviously my scouts are on the slow grow, so I'm going to picking up odds and sods, bits and bobs here and there. The scout, when the scouts go live, it'll be that'll be a kind of how the fuck do you play against them kind of thing. But when for me, it's like, what can these do? And I don't know. I think it'll be interesting. But yeah, but, but going back to the to the console, your bog standard console. I agree with everybody because I think he's vastly underrated. Vastly yeah. underrated. What he can do, leadership nine, chuck him in a tactical squad. Theoretically, they're not going to break. A um, couple of wounds, okay. So, you know, if you get hit by a strength eight weapon, he's toast. But, you know, so is everybody else. Post traitor. Yeah. But, you know, but for, 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 for me, it's the weapon skill five and the base three attacks. That does it because that gives him that little bit of edge. Yeah. That he will he will go first, and when we come over to the chaplain, I'll I'll give you some. I've been working well, on stats. Ch- chaplain's next up, so yeah, it's it's thirty five points on top. So it's eight. Is it eighty five in total for a chaplain? Yes. Eighty five. Yeah. yeah, bog standard. Um, but he does get free power weapon with that. Yeah, so he gets the Crozius Arcanum, which is uh, it can be an axe, a sword, or. A maul as well, isn't a it? A maul, that's it, maul. Uh, yeah, um, te- technically it's any power weapon, so that it would include a power lance. But what you yeah. have to be a, yeah, but it has to be a bog standard one. It can't be a legion specific one. Ah, right. Which was the thing in the FAQ. FAQ. Yeah, and um, then yeah. this is the first instance of uh, special rules in in what we're discussing. It gets zealot and fear. Obviously, there's the there's there's all like chaplains and librarians are, are the ones I see discussed most on the Facebook pages about whether like the legions had them from a from a fluff perspective. I mean, um, so like yes, the legions had them before uh, before Erebus and the chaplains that we know uh, from 40k. They were kind of like morale officers, so they were there to maintain the imperial truth, make sure the marines weren't um, suffering from any like psychological detriments because of the the battles they've been fighting um and they're basically there to make sure that all the marines were still true to the cause they were still uh, married to the idea of the great crusade uh but they also fostered the idea that after the great crusade they'd have a purpose so it was like learn you know read do art you know basically do find a vocation and obviously that that's taken a lot further in legions like the Blood Angels, where they were encouraged, you know, to uh, make the, to, you know, beautify their war gear, um, Iron Hands, Iron Warriors, uh, Salamanders, obviously they made a lot of their war gear. So I imagine there'd always be like a, ch- a chaplain hanging around the workshops and stuff to make sure that, you know, no one was making fucking eight-pointed star maces and shit like that. <laughs> Uh, obviously, after Nakia, their role became psych as a bad. 
Mm. No psychers. Uh, Put those mind bullets away, Dave. Nobody wants that. The biggest irony that I enjoy the most is at some point after the scouring, they went from there are no gods to the emperor is a god. I always forget what Zealot does as a rule. Zealots? Go on, sorry. She hatred on the first round of combat, but it's everybody in the unit. And you right. can re-roll, uh, as you re-roll as your well. hits. That's what hatred does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it also makes you fearless, which is... So you cause fear, because you get fear as a chaplain, which affects the entire unit, and you are makes the entire unit fearless. So the, the, the entire unit becomes bulletproof. Which, for 35 case. points, which includes Target. a power weapon, is very good. Yeah, um, oh, I really like the um, the utility that a, a chaplain can bring to an army. Yeah, I mean, I use one in my salamanders. It goes alongside my fire drakes. It makes me feel bad, but it's how I do it. <laughs> how would spin? How would you run um, a chaplain in uh, your iron warriors or your blood angels? Well, I mean, I, ironically, the, the the first army uh, list I created for the Iron Warriors actually had um, a chaplain in it um, that was to go with an assault squad, and it was purely for aesthetic reasons. And you know, I probably had some idea for a conversion for it, but um, for, Blood Angels has actually been a bit of a tougher choice for me. Um, I've, I mean, I've got an idea for a, a model to, uh, to to use a chaplain. Um, I think I mentioned it to you. It was it's the it's the old Space Marine Executioner, oh, yeah. uh, uh, which kind of replacing that with like a Heresy jump pack and uh, a skull helmet. Um, now he was going to go with um, uh, it was going to go with the I want to say the Angel's Tears, but that's not actually right. It was the uh, the other ones, the Dawnbreakers, the Dawnbreakers. Oh, the, I can't believe they're not sanguinary guard. Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, so because it's just it's just that uh, yeah, it was going to be a small unit to represent like the um, command squad of the of the Praetor, and you know with it only being like a five man unit, having a chaplain in there kind of maximizes the the amount of damage out- output they're going to be able to have because of the re roll hits on you know re rolling the hits in the combat. Uh, you want to make every one of those attacks kind of count with such a small unit. Um, but what I ended up going for was a librarian for more for um, because it's the Blood Angels. If a librarian felt fit, more fitting for the for the for the style of the army, um, and I still I still probably will do a chaplain because I kind of want to do that uh, that that uh, that model because um, I think it will look cool. Um, every time somebody talks about. Um... Blood Angels, Chaplains. I think of that meme where the Chaplain's got the Rorschach test and he's going to test <laughs> yeah. it. He goes, what do you see? Well, I totally don't see Horus. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. I, I'm not sure if I'm if I'm correct still, but it was the it's because of the Blood Angels that the Chaplain's armor is black. Um, because they were always referred to as wardens in the Blood Angels, and it's because of the Red Thirst. They were there to stop the their fellow Marines eating the general populace of whatever world they were on. And then hence I'm guessing why the Death Company kind of took on those colours really. Didn't yeah, they? after after Sanguinius' death and the formation of the Death Company, uh, and the Black Rage and everything, the, the chaplains kind of t- 
took on the role of uh, more more of a shepherd really than um they went they went from kind of watching over to make sure it doesn't happen to mitigating what happens when it does occur uh, that's that's generally my opinion of chaplains as a whole is that they're they're a a force multiplier uh but on a small scale yeah um and you know the, the characterful um uh, there's, uh, I think, there's always the question of: Would you do you paint them in black armor in the heresy, or do you paint them in legion colors? Um, you know, uh, obviously, because of the option, the fact that the the crozius can be various different things. Uh, it's the reason why I got the executioner because it would be an axe as opposed to a maul. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's just, I think it's just a quite characterful little uh, unit that that can bring quite a lot. But I think, it, go back to what we said earlier, I think it depends on. What you what you're planning on putting in now? If you're going with assault marines or you know some sort of close combat unit, then poof, it's, it can be a bit of a no brainer. Uh, but then it's going back to you know uh, if you if you're putting one of those in first, you are then kind of wanting a unit that's going to be able to do that. I mean, a, a, a terminator chaplain, I think, would be good. Um, uh, but only with yeah, I think it's, it also comes down to this whole thing of. Um, you know, if you put them in a standard Terminator unit, really want to be going with a unit that's got power weapons, so they're going at least going at initiative rather than with power fists, because you might miss out on some of those rerolls, for example. Yeah, yeah, I could see it. I think getting into the nitty gritty of loadouts and stuff is something we can do when we we kind of come to the end of the the list of Centurions, and then we can start building lists with them for examples. Mm. But yeah, I agree. Like, unless you are throwing them into a unit of specialist terminators, like for example, Phoenix Guard or um, Fire Drakes. Drakes. Yeah, you need you need to be aware that picking the war gear is going to change how they work. Dan, you have many different legions. So how would uh, okay. how would how would you? slot in chaplains obviously in the word bearers you know you need them a lot anyway yeah well word bearers they're the it's one of the consoles you uh can take as the second compulsory choice um i have to say a chaplain with a level one psychic biomancy is amazing to the point of it's like yeah it's just it's just amazing i've Um, I've been on the receiving end of one of your two twin chaplains a few times yeah you like my great though don't you I really um, do. Yeah. I love the the story behind them. It's it's really cool. There. So I mean, for me, that's that's the uh, it's an it's a loadout that I use based on the fact that they're going to take biomancy. So you've got to take a power weapon. So I'll give them a maul because it's plus two strength. And if you get iron arm, it makes you it means you give them strength nine attacks, which you, you can you can smash a land raider with that. <laughs> so that's cool. Um, and then the, for the, I swap out the bolt pistol for a charnable saber, and because they don't need a they don't need a shooting weapon, um, and actually they've still got a, a shooting weapon. And this is my favourite thing about chaplains is their ballistic skill five, and they they've still got frag and crack grenades. So when everybody else around them is shooting bolt pistols or bolt guns or whatever, they can still cob a grenade at somebody because you can throw one grenade per shooting phase and the chaplain's mm. the perfect person to do it because it's ballistic skill five so he hits more often with it um nice. yeah i mean it's um 
yeah i i just i, I think they are um I, I i wouldn't leave home without them it's possibly the console i've got most variants of painted in my collection mainly like i say mainly because it fits it has to go in pretty much any word bearer list that you do so it's as well to have a few i've got a couple of terminator ones i've got one in cataphracty armor one in uh tartarus armor i've got my two uh power armored ones which are in mark three with magnetic magnetized jump packs um so i can just put a normal backpack on or they can have a jump pack and go with the salt marines um yeah i've got um i did have a bunch for death my death guard as well when i had them but obviously that was that previously you could swap their power their crozius for another power weapon which could be i was going to say we ought to mention about the the, the, the change that they that they made to the uh, that they FQ'd on the chaplains actually because the yeah if you got the standard book yeah essentially you've got to take the Crozius Arcanum and you can't change it so it's axe maul sword although theoretically you can take a lance as well but you can't swap it for things like a Death Shroud Power Scythe or a Phoenix Power Lance or a wasn't there scar. also something where you can't you can't take a Power Fist and the and the and the Crozius Arcanum no, you so can't. On Terminators. Yeah, on Terminators you can't because you can't swap the combi bolter for another close combat weapon. Oh yeah, but I thought on the before the FAQ, the like the original rules for them, you could basically take um, a like the Crozes Arcanium and then a power you replace the other weapon for a, a power fist. So effectively you've got no, like the multi no, options no, no. for No, the the what it was was when you switch when you bought terminator armor you got a power fist and a combi bolter so effectively the cruisius arcanum is strapped to your back oh so right okay yeah because what, it's what, yeah yeah so what you would do is you would take a power sword say so you can go at initiative and and slice up um power armored mooks or if you if other terminators rock up or whatever somebody in not in that you can use your power fist to punch people in the tits you can't do that now because when it swaps when you swap that for the power armor, what you get is the Crozius Arcanum is the power weapon that you get with default with um, yeah. Terminator armor and the Combi Bolter, which you cannot swap for another close combat weapon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I just thought you could, because obviously, if there's anyone new that's new to the game that's listening, that's only got like the original like books and haven't thought to you know use the FAQs, then there might, might be you know because there was a lot of people that modeled chaplains like that, didn't they? And all of my death guard were like that so all of my death guard chaplains i did i think i had two death guard chaplains they both had death shroud power size now as it happens they were in power armor so you can do that because you can swap the bolt pistol mm. for a death shroud power size so in power armor it's less of an issue um but uh in terminator armor yeah you're pretty much stuck with the whatever your crozis arcanum is do they go into the fists? So would you would you use a, a chaplain with like phalanx warders or? Yeah, they are really good in fists actually because they've got they've got the same. Um, so part of the problem you have with uh, swapping in additional weapons for for things like a chaplain in power armor is things like power fists are specialist weapons, so you lose the extra attack from having two close combat weapons. That is not true in Imperial Fist because they have the special power fist, the Solarite power gauntlet, which is not a specialist weapon. So I have got a powered armoured um, chaplain 
in my Imperial Fists, who has a Solarite Power Gauntlet and a Power Sword, which is perfect. Because you get all of the attacks, you can you know, smack things in the face with a Power Fist, or you can slice up mooks with a Power Sword. All good. Uh, yeah, and then you get the extra attack as well, don't you? And you get the extra attack. Yeah, so it's all good. And like I say, he's still got shooting attack because he's got grenades. And we all know about the um, Emperor's Children because there's that absolute bellend Chaplain Camosian on Estevan. Oh, yeah. Um, so I assume that they, they fulfill a very similar thing in the, you know, you pop them with Palatine Blades or your Phoenix yeah. Terminators. I mean, they are an, they are the ultimate enhancement to a close combat unit. It's kind of a point that Spin was making earlier. They work really well with the Salt Marines, but they can even turn a, a bog-standard... Um, tactical squad into a into a mincing machine because of the re-rolls i i normally make with my word bearers i normally make like a uh, quite a potent command squad so i might have a praetor for instance with a chaplain and uh the the power armored um or artificer armored um command squad with a standard and put them in a vehicle and have that they're not a scoring unit, but they don't need to be. They are there to basically mince anybody who gets close enough. Yeah. And obviously, Ant, I think you, you, you make use of your chaplains and your world eaters? Absolutely not. I've never taken one. Really? Never he doesn't taken. need to. He takes so many dudes that he's always going to hit. I've never taken a chaplain in my world eaters in any way, shape, or form. The only time I've looked at chaplains was about two hours ago, and that's the God's honest truth. You know what you should do, Ant? You should add one to your armor breakthrough list for the troll. No, because what I'm thinking is that after reading, after kind of pondering through the rules, I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So then if, you know, at the close of the start of the combat phase, you know, the enemy has to take a leadership test if a fail, they go to a weapon skill one and all this kind of shite. Um, what I'm thinking was, I was thinking, right, a chaplain with a lance and a boarding shield to go with my super-duper breaches. Yes. Yep. Because, to me, that screams Angron, you know, the the like the 13th company or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah the, the assault card. Primark book. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's featured in the book, as in the Loyalist World Eater. That, to me, I'm just like, I sit there and I'm like, that's it. Because I've already converted one without realising it. You know, the guy who did the Death Watch Marine that I did with his massive yes. double-handed chain yep. thing. So I've, I've already converted one up. All I need to do is strap a shield to him. Job's a good one. So that's, you know what I mean? that's Obviously, yeah, I can do the usual whack a jump pack on him, whack him in Terminator armor and put him in like a unit of butchers, for example. That'd be quite a good giggle. Um, you know, something along the lines of that or put it in like a, an, indu- an, an inductize what I think it is for the world. Inducti with Galen Serlac. Yeah, so whack him in there with those boys and then just let him go completely bananas. Um, that's, that's going to be another unit that Ollie's going to run away with from, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, then I've, but then I've never taken, nope. in, I've never taken in duct tie. I've never used them because I'm like, I want my units to be scoring, please. Thank you very much. And, you know, there's, there's yeah, there's lots of things you could do with it. But if I was going to do, if I was going to do a chaplain, I'd go quite fluffy. Yeah, boarding shield and um, lance, just because it's. I like that. 
just because it's mm. like you know what hold the line boys here we go kind of scenario and if you do get yeah that's really that's really cool actually really quite a unique character as well but if you do get the drop then good god you're gonna feel it yeah and the fact that if you do get into combat with them because the boarding shields give them i don't know what is it five up invulnerable or whatever it may be now yeah um you know the beginning of every single turn it's like right take a fear check take a fear check take a fear check you're gonna fail one out of what three or four? Well, every turn. It's, yeah. yeah, I think it's only on the first turn, isn't it? No, no, no that's no, hatred. Really, fear that's is hatred. every turn. Oh, I'm thinking of the old fantasy rule that once you pass a fear test. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh cool. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. So, if it's every turn, I hadn't realised that. Yeah, yeah. So that's it. You know what I mean? You you force enough enough times to re-roll, you're going to fail it eventually. If I think about the amount of times I've failed. Leadership from I think the most of Savage one was from Keith shooting, and you know I had like yeah. all my dudes just run off in turn one. I was like, oh, that's fucking in it. So Language. sorry, Isla. Um, <laughs> Language, you know, Timothy. Here, here we go. But you know, I mean, so that's that's like a you know to me. I always remember that you know you might sit there and go with well, a leadership eight. Well, that's fine, but that's only one above average. And if you've got something kicking around that gives you minus one to your leadership then it's going to make the difference. But, you know, I mean, it, it's... Uh, but then, like I say, I've, ne- I've never looked at consoles, really, and I've never... And I'm not caught on this truth. Never looked at chaplains because I've always been about filling out my troops, as much, as many troops as I can shoehorn in as possible, just so I can get across the table or get into the face and basically give everybody hugs and make them feel special. Let me hook you with my Chinex. <laughs> Next up is a console that definitely doesn't want any hugs. So, uh, Moritat. Uh, uh. 45 points on top of the 50, so it's, it's 95 base. Um, and this is one of the more complicated uh, consoles. So, it has, the, it has Scout and Counter-Attack. It also has the Lone Killer special rule. Um, so, it can never be a compulsory HQ. Uh, and it may never be the army's warlord, um, but they can also not join any unit other than destroyers. Um, and it also has chain fire. Um, so I believe you get to for every successfully successfully rolled hit, you make another another shooting attack. Is that correct? It is correct. So I have the rules. There you go. Have you got the FAQ rules? Because I think it's changed. I have not. It has slightly changed the way that chain fire works. uh, Carry on. I'll see if I can get it. Yeah. Um, But so again, a little bit of lore about the Maritats. They uh, originated in the Raven Guard. Um, uh, For a while, they were like a Raven Guard specific uh, console. And then other legions started to realize the potential of these uh, hunter killer lone gunslingers essentially um they're often part of like the destroyer cadre of a legion they're pretty much like the closest you're going to get to a a, like a space marine like assassin type console um i've seen a couple of maratats go absolutely buck wild and just completely slaughter tactical squads um it's pretty much why I set Ollie's one on fire immediately when we played ZM. Yeah, I, have a, I mean, I go sorry, go on. 
No, I was gonna, I was going to say they are they are blindingly obvious. You know, when you when I talk about stuff being shop window strong, yeah, uh, it's Moritz. You you, there's no there's no subtlety about it. It's a kind of it's a sock with a bit of brick in it. <laughs> so I, I could never really find a place for them in my Iron Warriors. Again, I think it's because I was predisposed towards like siege breakers and massed terminators and things like that. Salamanders can't take them because they're against the Promethean Creed. I've got one in my Black Shield ZM list, um, along with a unit of destroyers. But again, that was more for the kind of theme of it than anything else. I ended up building a, starting off with the with the the Moritat base model, um, mm-hmm. took the arms off, made like converted it with the intention of making it a different console, and then realized that you know actually dual wielding plasma pistols is kind of baller i've got the uh the, the faq for it so uh it falls under so it basically replaces the text under the heading chain fire to read when attacking with pistol weapons in the controlling player shooting phase the moritat may declare a chain fire attack instead of making their normal shooting attacks or make a chain fire attack and moritat may roll to hit six times each with up to two pistol-type weapons in the current shooting phase. Chain fire attacks to hit rolls may never be re-rolled, and weapons which do not re-roll uh, roll to hit may not make chain fire attacks, of which I have seen someone on the Blood Angels page say, oh my god, uh, flame uh, uh, hand flamers would be amazing on a mortar attack, and everyone kind of just going, no. Yeah, so that's significantly different to the ruling in the main rulebook. So again, mm-hmm. much like we were saying with the chaplain, like... FAQ. So there's uh, when making a chain fire attack for weapons with gets hot or melt special rules at each uh, roll each hit individually. Hold of a wand, blah 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 blah. Uh, no further no further to hit rolls may be made with that weapon for the remainder of the phase. If uh, sorry, if a one is rolled, stop rolling to hit for that weapon immediately. Yeah. So if okay. if the pistol overheats, or basically, well, uh, no, I think that's just a generic rule. So it's not about the overheating, it's just um, under the chain fire attacks. But you specifically uh, if, just called out Melter and Plasma. So chain fire attacks to hit rolls may never be re-rolled, and weapons which do not roll to hit may not change. When making a chain fire attack for weapons with it gets hot or Melter special rolls, roll each hit individually. If uh, one okay, is rolled, yeah. and then it's, uh, then it's semi-colon. If a one is rolled, stop rolling to hit for that weapon immediately. Oh, so it could well be for that. Yeah, I think it only applies to to Melter and Plasma then. Yeah, if you had a pair of bolt pistols, I think you fire each one six times. But if it's got gets hot or melter, the first time you miss, it stops the rest of the chain. Yeah. Cool. cool. Who did we lose? And I'm back. And I'm back. Ah, welcome uh, back. But also, uh, after making a chain fire attack, a Moritat may not declare a charge in the following assault phase. Additionally, remove the chain fire overheat uh, heading and rule. So that, that's basically how they changed it. So rather than being a keep on shooting until you miss, which is what it was, wasn't it, effectively? Yeah. Now it's, you've just got up to six, which is, with a plasma pistol, is pretty, or uh, or inferno pistol, is pretty decent. As long as you don't yeah. miss. You you could run. I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to say it out loud, Spin. Uh, that seems like, <laughs> for you, that is a high-stress <laughs> scenario. Yeah. Because you're going to roll Actually, snake eyes. And then Especially you can eat that, it into the sun. Because you know what I'll do? Because, I mean, this is going back to what we were saying earlier. If I was to take a Moritat in, in an army, 
it would be going with destroyers or in my blood angels with angels tears because to give him a bodyguard but i'll be tempted for him to go rushing off on his own somewhere because he's a little bastard and i'll be going yeah this guy's gonna fuck up this unit yeah yeah, yeah. oh no he's dead because you i see, just yeah, fluffed all those dice for, uh, attack rolls you've just you've just highlighted for me the the biggest issue with it um as a as a kind of and that is how to make it work in a list without yeah. building the entire list around it. So, two pistol weapons. I think the longest range pistol weapon is twelve inches. Uh, so yes, Volkite serpentas are only ten inches. Um, so you've got to get you've got to get within charge range to shoot at the mm. shit. For starters, they can't charge, and then you can't charge, so you're going to get charged. So and then so then you put in it in a in a squad or something. So. Generally speaking, that's the squad of destroyers, which aren't. It can only be a squad of destroyers. destroyers. Yeah, it's it's the only unit can join. So, and they're not cheap, a cheap units either. So, is the thing is they're not that expensive post FAQ. No, but Uh, it's the beta version. Elite slot. They are an elite slot. slot. Yeah. yeah. Um. So you put in a squad. They don't score. Um. And you've got to get within charge range of a unit to use him. And actually, I'd argue the destroyer squad would probably do all the damage that you'd want. Mm-hmm. I, you you don't actually need the Moratat to do any more damage to an infantry unit. How can uh, oh, I was about to say? Can a Moratat take uh, rad grenades? No, not by default. Uh, you can in no, uh, Death God Rights of War. You can and. Um, Ravenwing. Uh, I just I remember playing against Nick once, and he had a Maratat in Destroyer Squad. I'm trying to think of what was why the Destroyer you... Squad can take rad grenades. Hmm. Yeah, which so anything he's... that charges them. Yeah, well, I suppose the Maratat is still bringing uh, the you know the range shot. He can still charge as long as he's not doing the chain fire attack. At which point is it worth taking a Maratat if you're not utilizing the well, chain it's fire just, attack? It's just a bloke with two pistols at that point, isn't he? Yeah. So my my opinion on the Moratat is he is all show. Is one of these console units that on paper look amazing. Uh the models Sounds great. Cool. Yeah, the models great. And like like I was saying as I was giving the kind of the fluff intro for them, they are uh Space Marine gunslingers. Their whole kind of purpose is to go off and like murder whole squads or kill characters. So from a Legion perspective, that's great for uh, like the Raven Guard. It's great for Dark Angels using Firewing. Um, beyond that, you know, it kind of falls into that category of they do one thing and they either do it really, really well or they die. And this is, this is the issue that um, Ollie had when we played ZM. He, his Moratat kind of came at one of my units, and I was like, right, that's an issue. That needs dealing with, so I'm just going to put a whole round of shooting into it. So I think I just, I just, I think I um, rapid-fired a tactical squad and just deleted it. But that meant that I used a whole tactical squad, which is probably equivalent in points, honestly. <laughs> it's what? It's 95 points for a basic Moratat plus plasma pistols. So yeah, what we're talking like what one 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 twenty? It's 
Yeah, it's 15 points plasma pistol, so 125. Conversion field, which is another 15. Yeah, so 140. Uh, You probably want to give him uh, artificer armor so he doesn't get shot. They they get expensive pretty quick. See, I think think the, the trick is everyone gives him a jump pack. So they immediately assume, like, oh, right, get in the destroyer unit with the jump packs and go jumping around. Give him, put, put him in a destroyer unit without jump packs and have them pile out of a land raider or a termite. Because, you know, his whole shit. Rhino. If, unless you're charging, then you want to. Can they rhino. take a rhino? Destroyers. Uh, um, I don't I think, think, I don't think destroyers can. can. Can we take a Spartan? They could take, you could give them a Spartan out of your head. Yeah, I mean, you'd, yeah, buy you'd have to take the Land Raider as a heavy as a heavy support choice, is what I mean. Like, and allocate them that as a transport. I've got, I've got a feeling they, 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 they could only take a Rhino or Land Raider Proteus as a dedicated transport. Yeah, there Land Raider Proteus is a good option because they they can get Scout, so they get them up there quicker. Oh, they can take a Rhino then. Yeah. Mm. All right. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I think. Too much focus is given to the fact that, like, Moritat jump pack. So Moritat has to be on his own jump packing around shooting squads or shooting tanks in the rear. I think I think what we've hit on there is a really interesting take on how people think about stuff in terms of units in games. So they'll think about the best-case scenario. The alter, they straight for, always jump straight to the best... Um, best case scenario for a particular thing so for the for the, for the moritat they always do the calculation on whether it's worth it on the basis of a dude with two plasma pistols not getting any overheats stood next to a unit of terminators and gunning them all down and that's the only thing they've got in the head what they don't have in the game is where's he start how does he get to where he needs to do the killing what does he do after he's done the killing what do we do if he fucks it up none of that <laughs> factors into their thinking and that's true for lots of stuff. So, you know, when you see, and you see this all the time when people bitch about, oh, you know, Dark Angel Unit X doesn't do Y, or, you know, uh, I wish Death Guard Unit B did C. It's all based on the fact that they've got a really constrained and specific idea about what that unit does, thinking about it purely in terms of the best case scenario. And then they encounter the real world, which is, that best case scenario is five percent of the potential that's got, of things that might happen to that unit. Yeah, or, and you've or not me, thought about any of it. Or me, where <laughs> I just stand in front of you with thirty bolt pistols and just basically light you up like a Christmas tree. Well, that's maths. Uh, there's a tyranny to numbers. He mm. can't argue with it. So, Spin, would you take a Maratat in either of your armies? Uh, I'd take it. Uh, actually, I think I would. Um, but it's purely because of rule of call, uh, more than anything else. I definitely it's more of an option in my Blood Angels army because of the Angels tiers being a effectively a better version of the destroyers that he can join. Um, but he doesn't bring anything much to the the the, uh, the uh, Angels tiers. But it'd be it's a matter that I'm already planning on taking Angels tiers. So you know. It's an option for him to join them rather than me taking the Moritat and then taking the interest here for him to join. Um, but yeah, yeah, 
Also, the, the Blood Angels one can take Inferno pistols, but it, I think they're like range six to get the Melter. Yeah, they're short. So it's like, eh, I mean, obviously, range, I think they're, I think the range twelve normally aren't they? It's because of, yeah, it's pistols, but it's to get the. Um, oh no, actually, I think they're range six, and it's like range three for the Melter rule. Uh, but it's just rule of call. Um, I love, uh, you know, I love the idea of, um, a, you know, the, a gunslinger with two melter pistols, effectively, as a model. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't ever see him really, ever see one really being in Iron Warriors as such. But other than me having maybe a uh, a conversion idea for one, it would look cool. I'm assuming Dan that word bearers don't really have a need for Moritats. Dan still there? Have we lost Dan? He's still on. He's not talking. Uh oh. This bodes poorly. Hello. Hello. There we go. Sorry, my mic's been a bit bit of a dick. Um, yeah. So, um, I think in the FAQ for um, iconoclast uh, for for no, what they're called. Oh, the, the oh, fucking hell. Ashen Circle. There you go. Yeah. I think the, for the FAQ for Ashen Circle, Ashen Circle now count as destroyers. So Moritats could potentially join them. Oh, no, but chaplains can now. So I'd rather put a chaplain with them, frankly. Um, I have got a Moritat for my word bearers, but that was a painting thing. That's for part of me doing one of the each console, as an example. Oh, of course, yeah. Um. Actually, whether he'll ever get any de- game time, yeah, I don't think so. And then actually for, for Imperial Fist, it's the same sort of thing. I, I'd be tempted to do the Imperial Fist one with bolt pistols and, and lean into the kind of the additional ballistic skill, but Chainfire, you can't re-roll the misses, so there's no point. That would be the only point of doing it. Can you not re- re-roll the misses? No. If Chainfire, you can't re-roll misses. Yeah. All right. That's part yeah, of the chain yeah. fire rule. I might, yeah, because so, that'd be. So the yeah, the idea is you'd give you'd have an imperial fist one with two bolt pistols, which is cool thematically, um, and you'd be re-rolling any of the misses because he'd be ballistic skill six. So yeah. well, you'd be re-rolling it to six basically, but you'd get a chance to recover the hit, but you can't re-roll any misses. So there's no point. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I think I think the Moritap's a bit of a trap myself. Uh, not really. Yeah. He's, he's, to, to me, he kind of epitomizes the, the rule of cool character that you know if you take him, you, it's not efficient use of points in an army. It's it's a very cool idea. It's like I say, like as Ross says, it's you've got that dream of wiping out units with you know a gunslinger, and it's going to look absolutely badass. But realistically, it's like, eh. He's probably not going to do that great on the table for the amount of points you're going to pump into him. Um, could you see any use for a Moritat in World Eaters? Absolutely. Absolutely. The thing is, though, what I would do, you see, I'd be... This is, this is well, obviously, this is kind of like me going into kind of like, I think like an orc, so it will work kind of scenario. <laughs> so, so, so imagine you've got 20 guys, 30 guys, whatever, bog standard, tactical guys, the usual, you know, chainsaw, uh, um, um, chain axe, bolt pistol, kind of running in between it, and in the middle of them, hidden because you're not in the unit, but you've kind of got a little bubble, 
So there's your Morat. So your Morat steps in front with his plasma pistol. The rest of the boys go in. That's how I'd use him. I'd use I'd use him as a break of the line kind of model. And soften up hard targets for the lads to yeah. go in. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean, and kind of like just as a kind of I don't know. Think of like you know, like um, Troy when um, when you got your champion just like steps out from the battle line and it's like, is this the best you got? Kind of scenario. Yeah, I'd I'd kind of go down that route with him because you know once once you step out. You do your shooting, but then you're leaving him exposed in front of your battle lines. You then get countercharged, but then you then countercharge with your 30 guys. So you kind of use him as a sacrificial lamb kind of scenario. Yeah. But that's that's the only way I'd probably use him. But the, I like the idea of it. But then for me, like I say, I'm not really a console. I'm not really a console man. I, you know, I love the PlayStation, but I'm not really. <laughs> That kind of, I'm not, I don't really look at that kind of part of the army list because, to be honest with you, like I said earlier, I'm, I'm more of a meat and veg. I'm like, right, what, what's going to score me points? What's going to soak up the wounds? So I don't really look at specialists. Um, but I would use one if I got the opportunity. I think Zomitalis is a good call. Um, I think that's a very, very good call, to be honest with you, because that would be quite tasty, that would, especially with. Um, you know, especially with all the bits of Bob's chugging around, you could just send him like, you know, running off on one and, you know, you know, like kind of outflanking and, and all that kind of good stuff. But on, an, on a normal table, like a normal 40k, uh, 30k table, where there's, you know, you've got, you know, six foot of flank, potentially, depending on which, you know, or three foot of flank, depending on how you set up. It, there's, there's a lot that can go wrong. Yeah. Was also, he, he could do a, he could do an awful lot of damage. Does he does he do scout or anything like that? Yeah, well? scout and counterattack. Yeah, so his scout would be quite good, good because you know depending on how well you roll, is that where you get to make a move after your opponent sets up? Is it or you? Uh, it, it, I think before infiltrators, your scout units get to make a move, but it depends on. If they're in a vehicle, they get to make a 12-inch... It's not a move. It's basically you can reposition it. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, it's If you're in a vehicle, it's 12 inches. And I think if you're in if you're on foot, it's 6 inches. Yeah. See, it, like I say, it depends It depends on... It, I think you need to have a purpose with them. If you Depending on what mission you're playing. So say, for example, if you're playing a mission where it's like, not so slay the warlord, but if you know where you can pick on a particular type of unit and you get bonus points for them, um, I don't know, whatever it would be. You know, where you can, like, like, say, for example, you know, for every troop choice you kill, you get an extra command, you know, like a victory point or something like that. Then, yeah, I can see him being useful in that. But then it, it's whether you like him as a, as a character or whether you want to kind of go down the, the meta game route as a fluff player. Yeah, definitely. But then it's like trying to suss out how to use him. So, you know, you, you know, if you, if you had a like um, a drop list, like they have a spearhead list with all the drop pods, would he get his own drop pod for for argument's sake? You know, or he would, would he be able to... Be... So he'd be able to join destroyers, and because they can take a rhino, they can swap that rhino for a drop pod. For a drop pod. So you see, that would be quite good fun, because then you'd literally drop in wherever you want, 
within that 12 inches for your pistols. And then you basically just blat the bejesus out of whatever you hit. And then you've got multiple squads kind of coming down in the same area. So then it's forcing your opponent to say, well, do you concentrate on the destroyers or do you concentrate on 40 tactical marines that have just come out of two Charybdis? Yeah. So you're, you know what I mean? You, you, that's, you know, where you're, you know, the classic paratrooper line of, you know, you're in a target-rich environment because you're surrounded kind of scenario. So <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's it, yes, I would, to, to cut it a long answer short. Yes, I would. Yeah. Well, I have. Uh, like I say, I've got one in my Black Shields. But then again, like I designed my Black Shields ZM list to have no chill. So taking a Moritat with, with dual plasma pistols wasn't, like I say, it wasn't my initial intention. It's where the model ended up. Um, but that then did lead into me building destroyers. So, you know, it's a, it's a win as far as I'm concerned. Um, I mean, that, that leads us on to our fourth and final console for the evening, uh, which is the Delegatus. So it's 15 points on top of the 50. So it comes in at 65. Um, for your war gear, so the Delegatus may upgrade one of its weapons to Mastercrafted for free. Um, and then there's a few restrictions and special rules. So a Legion Praetor or Lord of War choice may not be taken in a primary detachment that, uh, with a Delegatus as the Warlord. Uh, it has the right of command special rule, so it can take a command squad. Is that correct? No, it can't anymore, unfortunately. Oh, can it not? Has that changed? That's in the FAQ. Yeah, that was the best thing about the old Delegatus and yeah. the biggest kick in the teeth since. Um, and it also has the chosen duty special right of war. Um, so to use that, basically it... Is that the only one it can use, or can it use all the rights of war? No, it can use any right of war. Um, it it's, has Master it, of the Legion. Yeah, it can. Um, it's the it's the most point sufficient way of getting a right of war on the table. Ah, um, uh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Master of the Legion is included in the right of war, uh, right of command special rule. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, chosen duty is a fucking brilliant right of war. Really good. Uh, also, apparently, the Delegatus has to be the army's warlord. Yeah. So. Well, even if you've got a Primark in there? No, yeah. you can't. Well, you, couldn't, um, you, yeah, you but, couldn't take a Primark. Yeah, that'd be the whole point. You can't take a Primark with it. The idea is that it, you, you take this guy to kind of lead your smaller forces, isn't it? Uh, yeah, you can't, you can't take a Delegatus in an army below 1,000 points. In an army below 1,000 points? Yeah. So it has to be a thousand points and more. Yeah. yeah. That's the same with any Master of the Legion rule. So then Master of the Legion is that where you make Terminator and Vets troop choices? Uh it's, it it unlocks rights of war. So you can oh. take rights of war to modify oh, right. it. So then you can then you can do like armored breakthrough and drop pod and scout and all that kind of thing. Yeah. So the, the chosen duty right of war is uh Legion Vetricle uh, Vetricle? No. Legion veterans, <laughs> Legion veteran squads are troop choices uh, and must be taken as compulsory troop choices. Uh, if a Legion Delegatus who is a warlord survives the mission, their side gains additional victory point. Uh, uh, I can't read. If the Legion Delegatus warlord is slain, 
the enemy gain additional victory points over and above any they would earn in a normal Slave the Warlord scenario. So, for 65 points, you get a Master of the Legion who can automatically Mastercraft one of the weapons that you buy for it. Not too bad. I'd take Delegatus. Um, in fact... Taken Delegatus has got one main advantage in that you don't expect him to do anything other than give you the right of war. That's yep. his only role. He's got to um, give you the right of war and on chosen duty, stay alive till the end of the game. That is quite a liberating thing. Because if you think about it, if you take a Praetor and it's like, oh, okay, so he's got to, I, I actually need him to kill shitloads of stuff to make his points back. And he's got. To, I need him to stay alive because it's a lot of points if he dies as well. All of that pressure's off for the delegatus. See, uh, Luke, uh, the local guy, Luke. He uh, uses delegatus in his Iron Warriors army, and literally just gives him no, no, no. He literally just buys delegatus, fifteen points. That's it. Whatever weapons he comes with, that's what he's got. And then he puts chainsaw in and a, a bolt pistol. Yeah, chainsaw and a bolt pistol. Then he puts them in a unit of uh, quad launchers. He joins. They join. He, 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 and that's where he puts him. And that's where he leaves them. <laughs> that's it. That's his. That's his HQ. Yeah, because then he's not on the front line, so he he gains the additional points for it surviving. Yeah. Well, and also, if he's he's in a unit of effectively toughness seven uh, models. Yeah. Yeah. Cheapest chips. I don't think I've ever used one. I contemplated taking one for the the Centurion doubles. Um, I tend to find every scenario in which I think about taking a Delegatus, I'm better served taking a Praetor. And I think think that's purely because we almost always play 2.5. So I've I've got the points for a Praetor. Um... They're solid. They're a good choice. They're they're everything that's good about the Centurion with a right of war attached to it. Yeah. I, I do think the right of war, the chosen duty is the, the, the best thing about the Delegatus. Um I say I am I'm very sad that he can't take a command squad anymore. That 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 does make me sad. Why was that changed? It seems like an odd change. Do you know what? It's one of those things where I think um, it, they put it. They put it into the change wording for the command squad. So the command squad specifically says only a praetor, or um, it's sort of like a primarch, or it, there are certain special characters with um, um, master of the legion can take it. But it, because it doesn't, because me- it's got this big list of people that can, and it doesn't mention the delegatus. The delegatus is therefore debarred from it. It stops being a function of the master of um, the legion rule, or you know, right of war, or whatever the rule is called, and becomes a function of the um, retinue command, command squad. squad. Yeah, it's very sad. So, though. I, like I say, I struggle to use them because I'm always, I always want to take a praetor spin. Would you take delegatus? I think I have done multiple times. Um, well, I see. It, it, this is actually going back to uh, Dan's one of Dan's uh, first points. It's it's likely because more, uh, I'm trying to maximise out a, 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 a right of war 
And if I, all I'm using is the right of war, if that's all I need, then the Delegatus kind of fulfills that role. Um, but yeah, I mean, I built that. That's that. That is literally the situation where I'm kind of building the army. I'm like, right, you know, I do need someone to unlock the right of war. That will do. Um, I think he. It's, but I also have the same issue that you mentioned earlier about I'd rather have a Praetor or with Iron Warriors, a Warsmith, uh, a lot of the time. Um, because I think using the, the Iron feels Warriors like he's got... as an example, I think I would use Delegatus to take Iron Fire. I see. I just looked at my Iron Fire and I've, I've used a War because I thought I had uh, taken a Delegatus with Iron Fire, but I've actually used a Warsmith uh, because of the Warsmith's ability to uh, reduce uh, cover. Yeah, yeah. I suppose it depends how many pie plates you want to bring to the table because Warsmiths are expensive. Yeah, well, this is, and this is exactly the point. I mean, the, the, the Warsmith I take is a power-armoured one to keep him a bit cheaper. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, uh, I think the Delegatus is good at lower points levels, like your 1,500 points. Uh, Centurion games, maybe. Um, uh uh, you know, especially secure games where generally you're going to be on foot or, you know, you're not because you're not rolling around in tanks. Uh, I think that's where you could shine quite well. Uh, the free, re, you know, the free Mastercrafted is pretty cool for only 15 point upgrade. Effectively, that's what you're paying for, but you're also unlocking rights of war at the same time. So um, I've always found that to be pretty useful. But you can't take a Paragon Blade. Dan, I know I've faced you in the past and you've used... Delicatus. Yeah, yeah I, I really, I really like them. Again, it, 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 what's true for the bog standard Centurion is equally true for the Delegatus. So they become more useful if you've got special rules that allow you to boost them. Now, in word bearers, they can't, they don't fall into the category of console that can take the burning law upgrade. So you can't give them the psychic powers. Thousand Suns can though, because they can yeah. give every motherfucker psychic powers, which is amazing. Um, but of course, if you're a uh, delegatus in the white scars and you can take the Guandao or it, whatever the you know, the the kind of um, I always forget, is it power? I think it's power glaive, yeah, you power can take glaive. that, which is the best close combat weapon outside of something like a, a um, a, a paragon blade. It's amazing because it's got a master crafted one for free. Uh, you can yeah. take master, master crafted plasma pistol, which is cool, you know prevents that um it doesn't have to be a close combat weapon people tend to use a close combat weapon but actually if you wanted to shoot you could give it to make it a master crafted plus and pistol which is quite handy um a master master crafted combi weapon so you could have a combi melter how many times have you we had combi melters and you missed the melter shot yeah you know um yeah, I, it, I, I think it, it, it's got lots of possibilities, but the the main the main advantage I see with it. Um, so what I used to do quite extensively was take the delegatus, stick him in a command squad with a chaplain, and all of a sudden, all the all he doesn't have to do the heavy lifting that a praetor would do in another squad, because he's got he's got his mates basically to do the the heavy lifting for him, yeah. and he's protected in that squad both from shooting because there's additional bodies. But also from close combat because in a in a uh, retinue squad they're all chosen so any of them can expect set a challenge. 
which is so now that now that you can't take the command squad how do you how would you view them now uh they are they are distinct they are a lot less useful but um you take it specifically for the chosen duty i really like chosen duty as a right of war um because it's dead simple it's um you can take uh you take veterans as your core troops which are brilliant and you get an extra victory point if he's still alive at the end of the game. It's like, oh yeah, okay, cool. I can keep yeah. a, I can keep a two wound model in power armor in um, artificer armor and a, and a refractor field alive for an entire game. No bother. So, but but it changed it changes the dynamic. Um, yeah, when they could take retinue command squads, I preferred them. I'd still I still use it. Uh, and of course, actually, in word berries, you've got the the advantage of you've got um, tainted blade as a specialist weapon, so you can have the classic combo of a tainted blade and a power fist, and you get the extra attacks because they're both specialist weapons. Ah, oh, right. Yeah, um, I, 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 I'm going to be taking more tainted blades in my word bearer characters because I think it, it's the ultimate stress inducer. It's the kind of thing that'll make. <laughs> It'll make Spin have an aneurysm because he's, mm-hmm. he's got all you've got to do, Spin, is not roll a one. If you roll a one, oh, though, there, you're we dead. Go. <laughs> there you go. You see, <laughs> he's already stressed just thinking about it. I've um, already died. Yeah, but yeah, I, I th- like I say, I think in, in in legions that have got um, special rules that boost that are really good on ind- independent characters, things like anything, any of the close combat ones, so World Eaters, Empress Children, Blood Angels, Dark Angels. White scars, um, they all they delegates working all of those really well, and it's a nice cheap way of getting yourself a right of war. And mm. of course, Zone Mortalis, yeah, because you can have you can have it in Terminator armor, and it gives you you can have the Zone Mortalis right of war and take get all your breaches with shields, getting a four up invulnerable, all that cool stuff. In fact, that's I think where I've used the delegates before was to do uh, to unlock a Zone Mortalis army. I think I was do I did him in Terminator armor. I think. And do the do the word bearers ever get a delegatus, or are you still just reaching for your praetor? Um. In all honesty, I've ne- again I've never looked at one because for me, I when I when I'm kind of putting my list together, it's like, it's how many what's my damage output going to be, because it's. I don't know. I don't like I say. I've never really considered consoles, but then to consider a delegatus. But then you've got so many restrictions where you know a praetor could you know quite happily go munching through God knows what. Whereas you'd have to be reliant on all your other stuff doing the work, and then this guy's going to kind of sit at the back and cheerlead him on. I don't think it'd work for my play style. Yeah. And I think that's the problem because it's like I want my I want my boss man to be in your face with his mates because it's gonna you know it's like when if you're in combat it's the safest place to be sometimes because you're yeah. not gonna get a shot and because it, it I'd say the way you play the world eaters is the way like the legion is meant to be played like yeah. You you want that melee? You want your your characters to be there? I mean, you take Khan, so you know it's all about the the taking the skulls type approach, which works a lot. To be fair, 
Like, just ask oh. her how traumatized he is. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, nothing. Yeah, wait till, <laughs> wait till he wait till he gets. Um, I don't know. Wait until I bring up my, you know, my butchers or something like that. I don't know. But you know, what I mean, it's. I think if I was doing a different army, so say for example, if I ever resurrected the Ultramarines, for example, they have some really nice um, rights of war, and you could use them alongside Imperial Army, I think it is. So you have a cheap a cheap boss man, and then you can then fill like a, an allied detachment with a load of bits and bobs, and it's and it you know that kind of thing would work quite well. I was just going to say that that is one that that is one list that I've still got a delegatus in, and that's my sacrificial offering. Hmm. So they uh, they're good when you want to save points and still have a right of war. Is what we're saying is the delegatus is a good option. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, then for me, play style, I personally wouldn't bother because if you look at my rights of war, my rights of war is. You know, you need three troop choices and something else, like a leader or whatever it is. And then that's when everybody gets, you know, the whatever, you know, whatever their special rules are. I can't remember off the top of my head. But, you know, I mean, you get all your kind of extra bits bits and bobs. I think if you get plus one, you get like a feel no pain or something. But it's, if you're going to be... You're not tempted by a free mass-crafted chain axe then? No, because... I'd rather have a guy who's got an extra three or four attacks on the charge. Yeah. He's got an extra wound and he's going to basically be able to hit you with like a paragon blade or, or, you know, whatever it may be just to basically ruin your day. And, you know, and I think, you know, that command squad factor as well is a bit kind of like, well, I can take a Praetor with, with a bunch of vets or, you know, a command squad around him. And in you know between the between like you know seven guys, it's going to be you know they're going to have a good time. They're just going to be basically causing mayhem and chaos wherever they go. Yeah. So uh, for me, play style it would definitely stop me. But if it, if I did a different army, then yeah, definitely because it, then it'd let me kind of unlock those little funky little rules and you sit there and go, yeah, it'd work quite well, kind of kind of scenario. So I think we we discussed four tonight. We're obviously going to do others uh, in future episodes, but I think the consensus is the Centurion is a good all-rounder. Mm. Yeah. The the Delegatus is just a slightly better Centurion, but has downsides due to if it, if it gets killed, you lose victory points. So kind of um, good for when you want to run a right of war, but not spend a lot of points. Uh, Chaplin. I think we're all I think we're all smashing chaplains, right? They're they're very good. Oh, they're smashing. Love this I love a chaplain. And then we're we're gonna pass on the on the Moratat. Uh yeah, I think you've got to do too much. You've got you've got to build too much of the list around him to get the most out of him. Yeah. I think it's gonna get really interesting when we start looking at things like the Pravian and the Mortifactor, um, like the Forge Lord. Some of the more corner case consoles that you mm. can make into absolute like death engines but don't seal a lot of time on the table yeah um but that's that's for future episodes um we're gonna do something we don't normally do and we're gonna look at some rumors next Ooh. so 
if anyone wants to go and like grab some salt, just be ready because you're going to need a, a big mm-hmm. pinch of it for this. Have you I, got? We, the, have you got it? I've got it. I'm going to I'm going to read out the the seven points that have been put forward, and then we we can go through them. So this we uh, one of us, I think it was Spin, found this on Bolter and Chainsword. Oh, it was um, Dan. Was it Dan? Yeah, Dan originally, I think. All right. So it's um, oh, no, no, it was. I saw it on Facebook. It got it from. Dan, uh, sorry, yeah, my bad. Yeah, we found it. It doesn't matter. It came into our possession. So there are seven kind of points that have been floated. So number one, Heresy Two this year. Number two, a plastic starter set to be released with or after. Number three, lots of plastic kits are coming slash have already been made. Number four, no more black books. Number five, rules still old 7th ed, just to be cleaned up and some new things are added. Number six, dreadnoughts are going to have wounds. Number seven, a big focus on heresy again, bringing it in line with AOS and 40k. Um, one of the things I thought I, as, as a, a little addendum to this, that I thought was quite interesting, it was brought up in another post by someone else that Games Workshop's financial report places Horace Heresy alongside 40k and AOS in terms of importance whether that's an indicator of what their intentions are or whether it's just how much revenue it brings in is neither here nor there so do you want to go down the list and we'll we'll chat about each bit yeah okay, do so it let's, let's go let's go to number one again so number one is this year we're going to get a Heresy 2 rule set as in what box set do you think um, I think it's going to be like a version two of the rule book. Uh, point two does say that there'll be a plastic box alongside it, so we can kind of do number one and two together. Now, if, if, if based on later things where you're saying it comes in line, now that that kind of tracks with how 40k and AOS have been doing things, where you release a box set that's got a rule book in it, uh, and then you can buy the main, you know, a hardback version of the rule book separately. Yeah. Now, I, I, I do want to say, I think, personally, if we do start seeing plastic heresy kits, I think there's a lot of firstborn plastic range, like the tanks and things like that, which are clearly being phased into Legends in 40k. I could see those having a box change, and suddenly the rhinos are 30k rhinos, as opposed to 40k ones. Well, so the Mars pattern becomes a 30k model. Yeah, and also we've seen with one of the Sisters of Battle tank uh, vehicles that they have made plastic Demnios. True. Because it's, it's, yeah, it's certainly a, that layout of tank, isn't it? It's got the round yeah. doors and the... And, and the it's different... just a CAD file at the end of the day. So I don't think it'd be that hard for them to be like, well, oh, it's one extra sprue into a box. So then we have a Mars pattern and a Demnios pattern in the same box. I'm just throwing it out there. It has no bearing on. Do do you think we're going to get Heresy version 2 this year? Bear in mind, we were told at the... We were told before the pandemic that big things were coming. Anuj has alluded to big things coming uh, on a rules front before he left. Um... So yeah, what what do you guys think? Because I I personally so could was see there it a, was there a new forty k edition last year? Was that last year? I can't. Yeah, it's all new forty k last year, and there's rumours that the well the the a big hint that um, AOS is getting a new one this year. Now, 
I was going to go with, well, if you think about how long Heresy 1.0 has been out now, with only one FAQ effectively between the release and now, I would say, and um, with the core, if, if you know, if we're if we're assuming that Games Workshop are paying attention to the community, blah 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 blah, regardless of what people say or not, rather maybe they've held off on doing an FAQ because they've actually been developing version two point and now in terms of how long version what I mean, I can't, I couldn't even tell you when version one got released. Age of Darkness got released, but it's within the last five years because I remember it was when I was living here, maybe in the last four years. So now we're looking around that sort of time that they would generally go with a second with a new, a new edition. So I, I would like to think that yeah, maybe there is one, uh, a version two point coming this point uh, coming this year. If not this year, then it, maybe it's been delayed to next year because of the pandemic and effect it's, that's had. It, it's got to go hand in hand with a um, a change in focus on on the product. So I mean, it's. At the moment, it looks like it's the poor relation compared to AOS and 40k. If you think about it in terms in those mm. terms, I, I think Titanicus has had more support than um, than oh, absolutely. Or is 28 mil? It's 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 really weird because a lot of people view Titanicus as part of the Heresy range, and it's is not. It's part of the Specialist Games range, and the Specialist Games team is probably the best team they have like not only from a rules perspective but from a like a the size of it the the ability that they have to turn around um like products so like you look at the blood bowl and it's it's on average you get four five products of blood bowl um like a quarter aeronautica was going really well and i think we're seeing the impact of the pandemic on aeronautica because they've kind of stalled and i think that's because there's they've released everything that they had ready and you can't really just release a campaign book and be like yeah use use the planes you've already got um especially when a lot of people are like oh we want we want eldar we want chaos or whatever and AT has had a lot of a lot of traction, a lot of books coming out. But again, they have a dedicated team that is working alongside the teams that are doing Necromunda and stuff like that. And then Heresy, we know, lost one of their writers, gained a new writer. You know, from what we know, from what we've been told by people that work there, like the the project management isn't great. And from talking two people that work on the specialist game side of things, the project management there is on fucking point. Like they all know what they're doing. They all know what the, the roadmap is to the next product. Um, so I, as much as I agree with you, that AT has had a lot of support and a lot of products coming out. I don't view AT as part of the Horus Heresy stuff. I view it as part of the specialist games and it's kind of, it's an easy way for a lot of the the whiners on Facebook to be like, "Oh, Heresy's dead because everyone's playing, like everyone's supporting Titanicus, and they should be supporting 30k." And that's not a shot at you because I know that's not what you were saying. But yeah, no, uh, yeah. I mean, it's I don't know. There's there's what I'd like and what I think might happen. I think 
for for there to be heresy 2.0 uh it would have to be in conjunction with a business decision either in terms of something that we're not aware of or a actually a change in their mindset as you say that heresy is a a significant component of its income stream of gw's income stream the, the restructuring of forge world has been going on over the last couple of years like they've dropped um most of the the 40k kits most of the like the aos and fantasy kits um there was the big thing where they changed the forge world facebook page to the horus heresy page i i could see a decision being made where forge world become the the 30k game yeah i mean in in terms in terms of the uh rumor i think it 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 seems plausible enough but there's an element of that for me that's wishful thinking i have to yeah. say uh, oh yeah of course uh i i i i i wouldn't i wouldn't based on activity i've seen i think I mean, there was that whole video about the changing codes. I, I mean, thanks, Ben. That's oh like my 20 god, minutes, twenty minutes I'm, of my life. I'm never fucking getting back. Don't get me wrong. You kicked off about the fact that I posted it. You went, "Oh my god, you didn't even watch it." Went, no, no plans to watch it. I just thought god, I posted it. God damn it, you motherfucker! I never. I wasn't expecting you guys to actually watch it fully. Never I been driven it. so <laughs> close to suicide by one man's voice in my entire life. Yeah. Like code thirty, I could listen to fucking grass grow, and it'd be more entertaining than that man's voice. Well, I mean, I don't want to shit on the bloke, in, in, but it was no, like, I do, and I'm going to do you. Okay, yeah, fair <laughs> enough. I, I was, I was just gonna say, I was like, that, that it's like, yeah, okay. But I, so, for instance, I know from it in a professional capacity, uh, and also uh, um, that GW try to move uh, its financial systems and they fucked it up good and proper. I mean, properly balls it up to the point where uh, consultants in in the IT industry talk about it as a, did you know how badly GW fucked this up? <laughs> so, and, and that, that's, they, 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 I think there's a very strong suggestion that they've buried some of that fuck up in the, oh yeah, COVID screwed us over. But that's a that's a kind of an industry conversation. That that's an IT industry conversation. That's not a GW conversation. I, I would I would expect there are uh, several vacancies in the upper echelons of their IT department now for <laughs> fucking it up that badly. Why don't you go for it, Dan? Oh hang no, on. no, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> oh, ask me ask me if I get made redundant, maybe. But um, and, and undoubtedly that's had an impact uh there's no there's no company in the world that could um shift its financial system without any impact whatsoever on on stuff like I say heresy 2.0 personally do i want it yes i think it'd be brilliant i'd love it because it's my main game it's the thing i enjoy have i is there any evidence that they're actually doing it i don't, I don't know i can't see it I haven't seen anything that convinces me. The product code thing, for instance, the point about making, say, talking about the financial systems is the product code thing could just be that they've put in a new, or they've been trying to put in a new financial system and they've just done a reorganization of the codes. Yeah. It's, it's, it doesn't have to be likely. anything other than that. 
like when I used to, because I was affiliated with Privateer Press for a long time. So Privateer Press SKU codes, kind of each individual faction had their own like numerical signifier. And that was for no other reason other than whoever made the decision to organize the SKU codes decided that each faction would have a numerical signifier. Did it make it easier ordering? Yes. Because I just had to look, I had to search that signifier on my spreadsheet and it would take me to the faction I wanted. Could that explain why they've used 30 as a signifier for 30K products? Yeah, it makes sense. It makes it easier for people that have to deal with um, stock orders and warehousing and shipping easier because it reduces the amount of op- like opportunity for fuck up. Does that mean that the range is going to suddenly be expanded or shifted to plastic or binned off? No, it doesn't. No. Arguably, no, if it was going to be binned a- off, they wouldn't have moved the SKU codes. No, absolutely. I, I and uh, I, I, the flip side to that is, I'm not saying it's not going to happen. I'm just saying I don't think it's definitive evidence of anything oh, no, in no. particular happening. It's just no. stuff has changed. Okay, fine, but I don't think it necessarily speaks to something in particular. It's consequential. It speaks, it speaks to how information starved the community is because they're they're leaping yeah. to conclusions, but that. You know, that's by the by. Oh, and this is where I'm going I'm to hang on a second. Because you remember ages and ages ago, I said there was a load of job vacancies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, like, I applied for several of them. <laughs> yeah. I I think because of that, that's where this, I think that will come to fruition. How it's going to work out. But I I think I can, I've got a, a feeling in my bones that, yeah, this is definitely on the horizon. Yeah, they've just, definitely just, been employing more writers. Just, that's for just, sure. just, just on the pure basis on the when I, I remember seeing all those advertisements for those different jobs. So, and then also, if you look on the latest, and there you go, it just goes slightly skew whip, and this will make Alan fucking in his pants. Sorry, Isla, you don't know what that means yet. Um, <laughs> um, there's a load of Warcry um, writing type. You know, there's a load of Warcry stuff at the minute that's just all gone up on the GW website. Oh, so, the palate cleanser! Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> so, so you know, what I mean, so you've had all the, like, you know, the thirty k type stuff, you know, and then we, you know, we've had this rumours, you know, rock up out of nowhere kind of thing. So I think yes, we are going to get something. How it's going to come about, who knows? Who knows on that? So, as as a segue attached to new book. Point two is a plastic starter set to be released with or alongside the book. Now, Indomitus Crusade and any any one of the several different AOS starter sets that they've had, it's a it's a proven format. You just have to look at Battle for Kalth and Burning of Prospero. That if you release a book that if you release a box that has X number of heresy miniatures in plastic in it, we're going to buy them in multiples well the thing is though if you consider it you've already got mark three you've already got mark four you've got theoretically the the static um, contemptor so you've got a few bits and bobs already if you know going by what you were saying earlier with regards to firstborn kind of potentially kind of slotting into the the 30k world so you'll have rhinos 
box treadnoughts, all that kind of good stuff. I mean, that's that's just how I do it. So like, yeah. that I would transition because obviously you, you look at the the current tactical squads. You, you know, you you could transition them, but I don't I don't think they're going to get much mileage. But no. things like things like the bikes, the land speeders, all of the tanks, you you rebrand them, you slap a 30k logo on them and you you keep them on the shelves because they still sell. People are still going to want rhinos. People are still going to want predators and it will prevent people going to Russian recasters and stuff like that to get them if they're still on yeah. the shelves. Mm. Um, and it will also be a little shot in the arm to the community to say, look, there is longevity to this. We're not going to bin it off because... 40k have got rid of rhinos so tough shit it's all about maintaining like viable product lines in my opinion i yeah i mean i it still beggars belief to me that they don't sell uh trailer health i can't i can't imagine that wouldn't sell like gangbusters if it was republished so part of this and i i was talking to i was talking to a friend who used to work for games workshop Part of the reason they never did it is because they didn't want to reprint all the tiles and stuff because it, they had to get that they had to find a slot in their printing queue, mm. and because they print in China now as opposed to printing in the UK, that means like all the transport, all the customs bullshit, and obviously that's a lot worse now because of Brexit. But conversely, there's all the printing involved in a starter set. Um, and I think because they want the focus on Primaris Marines, or at least they did for the past few years want the focus on Primaris Marines until they're entrenched in what 40k is. I think if they released a 30k starter set, it would muddy the water slightly as to what a Space Marine was. Because if you if you get kids that are like, hey, I like the Space Marines these ones look cool and they pick up a 30k box no they're the wrong ones yeah <laughs> this, this is this is what i mean from a it's almost like it's reverse heresy <laughs> but no like if i want if to you... use these mark 7 marines it's my game no, no you can't do that but from a game perspective if that if joe blogs the 12 year old or whatever picks up that 30k starter set spends all his pocket money on it gets home builds them, yeah, it's great, and then is told by, I don't know, one of his older friends or his uncle, the games or whatever, that actually those Marines are, they've been moved into Legends. You can't use them in, like, the the standard games. And also, because they're in Legends, they're never going to get any updates or anything. He's shit out of luck. He owns models that he potentially can't or doesn't want to use. Whereas, when you splash release the Primaris and they're everywhere... The focus is on the Primaris. There was no firstborn Marines in the starter set. It was all Primaris Marines. It's smart from a bringing new players into the game and making sure they get the right thing perspective. But I think they've been around long enough now that you could release a Horus Heresy starter set and it could happily sit next to it on a shelf. And they're two clearly different, like clearly defined products now, if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, because all you need is you just need a completely different logo because the 40k logo is quite unique. 30k yeah. logo you'd do as you know whatever it you know whatever it would I be. I abhor us. Well, it's it's yeah. the horror, it's the golden Horus heresy, isn't it? It's, 
that's like their their logo essentially. But what 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 would you want in the start set? I'd be I would be happy with. Oh no, I wouldn't be. I would settle for what was in Calth and what was in Prospero. Um, wish listing Mark II jet bikes. Well, not even jet bikes, outriders. You know, something something to mix it up. But like, what would outriders. you guys want? Plastic outriders actually wouldn't be a bad shout. Now they've got the hussars, which would be a troop choice. Uh, I've got no interest in Mark II. Mark IV's always been my favourite Mark. So, and that's just a parochial thing. Um, I get that there's some desire for Mark II out there. It's not never going to float my boat. If I'm honest. If they dropped plastic Demnios, I would be all over that like a rash. Plastic what, sorry? The, the Rhino. Demnios Rhinos. I oh, see okay. that being um, a real potential based on the picture I've posted of the Sisters, the sisters of Battle one. Yeah. I mean, you look oh, at that, you, but you, you scrape away the Sisters of Battle stuff, and it is just uh, all it needs is diff- slightly different front plate. Hold on a second, though, because what you think it, you've got to think in terms of what the box is going to represent. So, if you think about oh, Indomus, yeah. they're, they're, they're specific battles, aren't they? So, the, it, in terms of two two sides of a force, that you could buy the box, build, and play. Yeah. Now, the advantage you got with with Horus Heresy is because you can it's you just need Marines. So it's like thirty four Mark four Marines and a bunch of Terminators is. You can use it as you don't have to paint it as two separate things. You can use the whole thing. But if you were to put a Diamos Rhino, you'd have to put maybe you'd have to put in two, or maybe it'd be a Diamos Rhino and a tactical squad and against I don't know assault marines. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I, I just meant the Rhino as its own thing, like a separate separate box. Oh yeah, but no, I, I agree. What you're saying like because obviously like Indomitus is Necrons and Marines. Um, what was the one before Indomitus? Dark Angels and Chaos. Yeah, it was uh, Dark Vengeance, wasn't it? The most iconic battle of the Horus Heresy is the Istvan Dropsite Massacre. Like, it's it's one of the first things that you learn about when you start looking into the Horus Heresy, and it's probably the easiest place to to start. It's like here is a plastic box set. It has some Marines in it. It has some Terminators in it. Has a couple of basic bitch characters in it. Like, you know, you could even reuse... No, no, you can't reuse Gregor Fellhanded, but you could reuse the ones from the Kalth set because they're generic yeah, enough. Yeah. And if you want to go further, chuck a couple of drop pods in. Or a drop pod and a, and a new Rhino. But, I don't know. This, this is the thing. Like, I would love a plastic starter set. Do I think it's going to happen anytime soon? No. Not at all. I don't think we're going to... If we get a new rules this year, I don't think we'll get a plastic box. Well, honestly, I mean, actually thinking back to you know the new rules, based on the fact that we're hearing about AOS getting new rules this year, Heresy won't get that. It'll be, they, 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 that, it'll be that next was, year. That, that's why I said, asked when the last version of 40K was, because I, I don't... I, well, like I say, the, as far as I can see, evidence-wise... There's probably they've probably got more money to make from an AOS release than they have from a Heresy release. Mm, true, but are they though? Because if if what I if what I well, read about the financial report is true, they that fi- Horus Heresy sits in the same bracket of financial importance as AOS and 40k. 
I think like, well, I think the point that Dan's set making is the fact that after such a so soon after 40k new release, AOS is like the alternative, isn't it? It's, no, it's, I mean it's, if you look at it this way, if you right, so you're currently doing the the Broken Realms, or whatever it is, Shattered Realms for AOS. So that's the, that's the storyline lead up. So people are buying the books. Then AOS drops end of the year. And it's what? It's a new rule book? Do they still do a physical rule book? I thought it was all online for yeah. iOS. Right, so no. you buy the new you buy the new physical rule book, and that's probably it. That's probably all pe- people are gonna buy, right? Unless you're new and you're buying into it. But you drop a Horus Heresy starter set. Every pretty much every Horus Heresy player I know would buy at least one. I'd buy a couple, depending on the contents of it. I think there's more money to be made. From a her- like a Horus Heresy starter set than there is from AOS's new edition. Well, I think from a from a starter set perspective, I think you'd be looking at a combat patrol box. You know, like what you get in at the minute, where you get like a five hundred point pistol, whatever it is, in a in a box. Oh yeah, the um, uh, the what they used to be like the old get started boxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what you'll see. Rather than a because we're both we're all thinking. On the route of yeah, you'd like a hundred and twenty quid box or whatever. I think you'd be looking at say a fifty, sixty, seventy quid box with twenty marines, a character, and something like a, a rhino or something. Like, oh. like a contempt, like the contemptor. Yeah. In which that's, case, I'm still buying two. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's <laughs> like that's that's what I think you're going to see rather than you know two massive forces. You know, yeah. like like the like, rather than the thirty k, sorry, thirty k, rather than the forty k box set or the Age of Sigmar box sets, where you had like you just had that Rising Ruin or whatever it's been, you know, released. How how you've got those oh, kind of boxes? Uh, yeah, paint, faith and agony De- or deity or whatever it's called. So rather yeah. than those type of boxes, I don't think you'll see that. I think you'll see a get started, like a like a traditional get mm. started box, and that's what that's what will hit the shelves. And then that, that'll fly. That'll fly off the shelves. That leads into the third point, which is there's a bunch of plastic kits that they've got ready. Yeah. And they've had ready for a while. I now, can believe that. I could believe they've had them ready for a while. And maybe the pandemic is their excuse for having not released them yet. Like maybe they don't want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe they don't want to saturate the market with Marines, like I was, like I was alluding to with the, the primaries issue. If they did turn around and drop Mark IIs, reboxed Mark Threes and Fours, um, like Mark V Heresy Armor, Demios Rhino, like that's that's good. I'm buying multiple of those. And I think quite a lot of the Heresy players would buy multiples of those as well. See, I'm going to be controversial. I don't like the Demos Rhino. Do you know? No. I don't know. For me, I like the Mars pattern just because it has... I I look at a, an APC and it is an ugly piece of machinery mm. and that and that's what... And I look at the Mars and to me, that's how an APC... You know what I mean? If you look at like, I think it's like a 253 or whatever it was, is what the British Army used to use back in the 80s. Like the basically like the, the M113 from the Americans kind of scenario. 
it was basically a box on trucks. It, it was a delivery service to get, you know, your infantry to somewhere safe, protected from small arms fire. Or, in our case, we used to use it as basically a mobile brew shack. Um, <laughs> so you you had, for me, that's why I prefer the Mars over the Demos. The Demos is, I think, the Demos as a predator and a whirlwind and like a, a support-esque frame looks good because it gives it that little bit of high high sci-fi fantasy. But I, I think as, a, as an actual... APC, it just I don't know. It, there's something about it that I sit there and I'm like, I'm not that bothered by it, mm. and I don't know, and I don't know why. Maybe it needs to be bigger, kind of like upscale it a little bit, but then it throw everything in, into chaos if it did that. I, I mean, it'd still sell. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. So we we can all agree that plastic kits, if they're a thing, is great, right? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> There's no that's doubt. Yeah. Point four is the one that we've talked about previously when we've when we've kind of tried to guess as to where Varys is going to go next. Which is point four is no more black books, and we've discussed the possibility of them switching to a similar format as um, AT and doing books based around small, like smaller encounters. Like smaller expansions as opposed to like a fully fledged black book. Um I could see it happening. Like like we would like we've said previously, like they're easier to timetable for, they're easier to get written, they're easier to edit and then produce. Um they remove the issue that the black books currently have is that once they're sold out, they are incredibly hard to get hold of in their original format. Um, whereas the like the AT style books are just like they they lose yeah they lose the collectability aspect because they're not the big leather bound gilt edged like tomes they are now. They just become a gaming aid, mm. which we've discussed before previously. Like the black books being the way they are is sometimes a detriment, especially with the um, the later books that don't have like a red book compendium because you're having to take what is essentially a collectible item as a gaming aid. Uh, so, I mean, I think it's a good idea. What, what are your guys' opinions on no more black books? Uh, would make, to would be make honest, sense. Yeah, I, I don't... I've, I've never been that attached to them. I get why the people like them as kind of collectible items, but really don't really do much for me at all i would be i would like them to do one last one that's you know 10 books over like the dark mechanicum you know maybe include uh you know some uh, new units in you know like that's a nice clean break you now do campaign books and whatnot based on like the you know the at format after that but you know, uh, practically, uh, you know, I, I I can see what Dan's point of view is. They are very nice bits of kit, but they're not practical at all. You know, it's not like you can carry them to the games or anything like that. The red, you know, red books are better for that sort of situation. But um, you know, it I just it would be nice for them to kind of. It feels like it would be an incomplete set 
if they didn't do just one more that covers the Dark Mechanicum? See, I don't know, because we've got all the legions. Thramas, yeah, Thramas was the big, the last big um, outside of the Siege of Terror plot point to happen. It's the uh, last. It's the last big clash of the legions because you had, you had like the Istvan, then you had the Shadow Crusade, then you had Thramas. Everything else is just small skirmishes. Like it's not full scale legion war. No, I'd say the what's the name was the last one uh, before they got to Terra that was covered. Oh. Beta Garmin. Yeah, but I mean, how do you really do that without just having? But in terms of Titan what introducing Dark Mechanicum, that seems like a perfect option. But I mean, Beta Garmin was Titan War. That's that's the whole thing of what it was. Well, it's what's been covered so far, but it would have included Legions versus Legions as well. As well as it being yeah, effectively I, I one can, of the first major major, major campaigns that he, that the Dark Mechanicum really kind of brought forward their you know their dark tech. Um, but realistically, it's treading old ground because well, yeah, just, true, yeah, exactly, yeah. You're right. You're AT has right. dropped the Beta Garmin. Like it literally started with Titan Death. Yeah, absolutely. I get your point. I would like Dark Mechanicum. Do I think they'll release Dark Mechanicum as a red book? Probably. Red book, probably. Yeah. Do I think you could have a whole black book for the Dark Mechanicum? No. Well, the thing is, that because there was no Dark Mechanicum in the Dark Angels book, as, as, as it was previously promised, maybe, and there you go, maybe, here you go, maybe this is obviously spitballing, maybe if we are going to do starter set, it'll be Dark Mechanicum versus Marines. Possibly. I mean, there's the, there's the Battle for Mars, which would be Iron, uh, Imperial Fists and Dark Mechanicum. Hmm. But you know what I mean. But I, I, you know what I mean. I but I think I think ultimately, you're not going to see any more black books because I'm in the same camp as you, Ross. It's like with all the all the chap all the chapters, all the legions have now been done. It's like right, that's it. Let's you know, let's move on to campaigns and and all that kind of stuff. I think yeah, I think it's a more viable approach to it because, like I say, there's less turnaround on how long it takes to get it done. People will be more... I think the issue with the black books, and it, it's not an issue for everyone because I know certainly us see the black books as they're, like, they're collectibles, they're kind of like they're full of the lore, the colour like plates and everything like that. But there are people that are like, well, I've paid 70, 80, 90 quid or whatever it is for this black book. And uh, an FAQ's come out, and now it's useless. I can't use it to game with, um, you know. Or why isn't, you know, why is um, the Blood Angels book so dog shit compared to, like, um, Inferno? Or why is uh, Crusade not as good as whatever the Blood Angels one was? Malevolence? Yeah. 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 People don't see them as snapshots of the heresy. They don't see Prospero being the height of two legions literally crippling each other. They don't see the Thramash Crusade as like um, a disparate, scattered Night Lord's Legion getting the shit kicked out of them by the first because they didn't fight as a legion. They're viewing them as, I think we've mentioned this on the previous episode, they're viewing them as like codexes. One thing they could do with the Red Books is be like, right, you've got here are the Primarchs 
baseline. Here are gaming Primarchs for you to do whatever you want with. I'm not saying they, they have to do it or they should do it, but it's like, here is, if every Primarch was in the same room at the same time, stats. Not, here's Russ on a mission to kill Magnus with his entire legion. Not, here's, uh, like, basic bitch Lorgar when he's only just learned what the warp is kind of shit. There's too much. I think there's a very vocal minority of the players which focus on the game over the law behind why we have those books. It's why isn't my army as good as X? And it's like, well, solar orcs aren't going to be as good as like the full might of the thousand suns. It's just not going to be a thing. But if you switch to the smaller books, campaign books, for example, or because Talon would be great. I think Talon would be a great setting to have to revisit the iron warriors. There's other things involved. Drop a drop a AT style campaign book about Talon, mostly fluff, a few characters. If you need to readdress some of the balance inside, like the Legion special rules, do it. But it, it'd also be a good way to track how the Legions devolve or evolve their the way they fight, because we haven't really got any of the like we've got the cacophony, I think, and the Galvor back. I think that's it as far as we go down the the late war stuff. Well, I mean, uh, and the irony of it is, is they're really early war stuff. Yeah, so the cacophony I meant the corrupted really, stuff. Really early. Yeah, the corrupted stuff. I guess. Um, you see, for me, it, it's a bit. For me, this comes down to a bit like you know, if you think about like World War Two gaming or something like that, people have very often have preferences for kind of like a period of time that they play in. So whether it's early war, mid war, late war as a kind of like arbitrary division. Um the Siege of Terror, yeah, cool, entertaining. Happy to play games in that space. But I don't think I'd play a Space Marine Legion in that kind of environment because I, I don't I like the Death Guard in their incarnation before they become effectively plague marines. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Similarly, I mean, and the word actually the word bearers don't really change that much. The big change comes after Monarchia, so they're they're kind of already in their finished form. You could argue there's, um, by the start of the heresy, I mean, um, you could argue that there's, you know, they might get more and more chaos looking with more iconography. But actually, the way I paint my stuff, I think they look pretty chaosy compared with everything else. Anyway, um. But I get that there'd be people that want to, you know, I want to play Plague Marines, as in, you know, the the first Plague Marines rather than the last Death Guard, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I think the scope for that kind of stuff, definitely. Yeah, I mean, personally, if it, if it was my job to say how we go forward from this place with no black books, it, it's that, it's that style of we get to progress the storyline, we get to look at the smaller engagements that we couldn't dedicate a whole black book to for whatever reason, and we get to put out more regular stuff for the community, essentially. Mm. Because I think I think one of the reasons that AT and Necromunda Warcry, I think one of the reasons they're so big and their player base is, on the whole, very happy, is stuff is happening. They get like Warhammer community 
articles, they get releases. But also the community is kind of like there's there's two or three really big Necromunda podcasts that yeah, they're doing their own stuff, they're making up like their their own campaign settings and stuff. And we have that. We have like the podcasts to support the community. We have the like the Mournival rule sets for people that want to go outside of the norm. But we're we don't have that it's being done and it feels like they're doing it in spite of Games Workshop as opposed to parallel to Games Workshop, if you know what I mean. Mm. And I think if if there was suddenly two or three like campaign releases, no, that's too many, two campaign releases a year and we got like information from Warhammer community, a lot of that kind of like, well, I'm going to use the Mournival rule set because... Yeah, they, they they can come out with an FAQ within a week. Why can't Games Workshop? And I know I'm guilty of it. I made that meme when they released the the Book Nine FAQ, and it was the Tony like it was the Obadiah Stain like Oz like the Monoval made this in Australia with emus and and kangaroos and shit. <laughs> but it's the it's the unfortunate truth that like if Blizzard can push a fucking World of Warcraft. Um, expansion from their bedrooms during lockdown why did we get a two page FAQ that didn't really do anything other than kowtow to people crying that Snowbeam Terminators couldn't take a Land Raider oh no it was fucking companions couldn't take a Spartan and they can take a Spartan they just had to buy it separately they yeah like take- every fucker else this this goes back to the point I was making about people focus on oh if this it's got to be the best case scenario I haven't thought beyond the bounds of my best case scenario. It's like don't be a dick, stop it, stab it. Rule five uh, point five we've talked about before. Like what would you add or alter the current rules? I think what we came down to was the psychic phase needs addressing. Yeah, most, and pro- got- most prominently. I mean, the irony of it is there's so many different ways of doing it now in the, even in the world, uh, different worlds of GW's games, mm. any, any of which would be better. You could, you could literally just take the um, AOS one and go do it like that. Yeah. I think we said that before, haven't we? That, you know, uh, yeah. even, you know, to be fair, the, the current 40K version, I think, works better than the, uh, the Heresy version of the Psyche phase. Hmm. Of which the AOS is a, a variation of that. Yeah, yeah, I think the AOS one came first, but it makes no odds really, does it? Point six, and I agree with this one. Um, dreadnoughts are moving to have wounds. So uh, the assumption I'm making here is what they mean is toughness and wounds rather yeah, than yeah, AB yeah. and hull points. I would assume that as well, yeah. It I makes mean, more cool. like monsters rather than vehicles then, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I'd have no problem with that. It, it It's going to generate some really interesting rules um, interactions. So Paragon Blades are suddenly going to be the best contemptor, anti-contemptor weapons in the game. Well, mm, don't yeah. you, uh, isn't there one of the veteran skills for uh, it's good against... Um... Xeno Hunters. Xeno yeah. Hunters, yeah. No, what I'm thinking is if they've got wounds and toughness, instant death all of a sudden becomes a thing. Now, you're not going to double it out if it's toughness seven. You just slap Eternal Warrior on it. Yeah. Yeah, that would solve it, actually. 
I mean, it's, it's thematic then, as well because it's a dreadnought. They've already died true. once. <laughs> I could, I could see them transitioning to monstrous creatures. To be honest, to be honest, that would it, that it, would work and make sense. It would make them like um, Mechanicum monsters. You yeah, know, like well, you've got the uh, the Dark Angels robot and the Iron Warriors have got theirs, haven't they? So you know, it's basically putting them in the same category. Mm. And so, I'd, I'd I'd be happy with that. I think it makes sense. Obviously, like Dan says, Mechanicum are all monstrous creatures. Um, there's a lot more monstrous creatures in the in the game sphere now because they they brought a load in with the Ruin Storm. Do you know jump would be interesting? Of course, that would mean you you could get rid. Oh no, you'd still have fucking knights. I was going to say you could cut out a whole chunk of rules. You'd get rid of all the Walker rules. Because you just have monstrous creatures and ta- tracked vehicles, but well, as part of two point they could change knights to be potentially monstrous creatures, just larger yeah. ones. No, and then at that point we're kind of straying too far into into ninth edition, and no one wants that. Like it's a hop, skip, and a jump away from that tank now has twenty wounds and no armor although, facings. Yeah, although, but. I mean that that's a key point and but um the whole everything has toughness and wounds can still work it's just that it chooses not to in in 40k 9th edition 8th edition 9th edition um cuz you could have the facing modify the toughness and and and, and yeah. I have played enough games that are like that if you think about flames that's how flames of war worked yeah that's true you got different if you're in a different part it's like minus 1 toughness or minus 2 toughness or whatever yeah. Um, so that, that's eminently doable, and that would you got your facings, you got the, the dynamic positioning of the models back, but you've sim- you've you've have stripped out a whole chunk of fucking wo- uh, rules about um, penetrating tanks and shit like that. Yeah. Although I have to say, I do like the whole idea of penetrating. I like that kind of um, maximum damage sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, you could still do that against things like monstrous creatures. You, you know, it's like. Um, I don't know, six to wound or something. It does a D three wound instead of one. I don't know. It'd be some some kind of rules interaction like that, maybe. But yeah, you could still have the the, the kind of the facings with if everything had toughness and wounds. It specifically works for dreadnoughts, I think, because there's the rigmarole of the facing of a dreadnought, mm. and it's like a lot of the time we're posing our dreadnoughts to be dynamic and look cool, and it becomes a dick ache for figuring out which way they're facing. Getting rid of that yeah. and making the monstrous creatures, you know, it it frees up some of the the creativity to do something cool. It also makes it less time consuming to figure out is that in the side, is that in the front. You know, let let me get a, a template or whatever out and and dick around. I suppose the tank's quite obvious if it's in its side or front. Yeah, yeah, because normally they they got corners, so you can just wedge a forty five degree angle on them or whatever. Um, the last point. Um, is more one of focus. It says there's going to be a big focus on her- on the heresy again, bringing it in line with AOS and 40k. Now, I know a lot of the community, and I know I've said this previously, I would like to think of heresy becoming one of the core systems. Um, as As 40k moves further away from what it used to be, as it's 
I think during during eighth, it would have been too difficult to make it a core system. It would have been confusing. Like I say, it would have muddied the waters when it comes to introducing new players. Ninth has kind of cemented itself. It has its feel. It has its look. Um, it's pretty clear to see where they're taking it. At this point, AOS is pretty cemented in. It's bedded in. It's about to get its third edition. Um, it has, you know, it has a good good sized player base. You know, as much as I might dislike certain certain points of it, it's a good game. I think now's the time that they could bring 30k into line with their with the the other core products and be like, here is our our third game system. There was that there, there was that thing a while back, wasn't there, where there was uh, a Horus Heresy tab on the Games Workshop main website, wasn't there? Um. Yes. You know, it's one of those things where it kind of briefly flashes up, and everyone's like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! What's going on? What's going on?" And then it disappears. You know, it could be just a programming thing, or it could be something you know indica- indicative of, as you say, of of heresy becoming a, a core game. You know, maybe the you know that, but then there's also talk about the fact that uh, Forge World is going to become heresy only. But Forge World, this is the thing. Forge World could transition into so they produce the resin at the minute and like the technology for the plastic has moved on to the point where the plastic in a lot of ways is better than the resin resin is expensive it's it's expensive to make because of it, of how dangerous it is to handle the raw materials it's time consuming really that's the key yeah they're using outdated spin technology I don't think it's too far out of the realms of possibility for them to just sack off resin and start plastic production. They've they're expanding their um production facility and warehousing facilities. You know, I don't know, I'm just, I'm throwing it out there. Well, there you go. So it, it, this is where I can provide a bit of inside well not inside information because I've obviously done um contract work in that kind of area. With regards to how Forge World made the resin, it's going to be drop mold. It's going to be kind of like drop casting. So it's going to be pressurizing the mold um, and then kind of put them in pressure tanks and, and, and kind of vacuum pumps and, and all this kind of good stuff. So it kind of it's, it, it takes a while to make it. Whereas what you've got now coming through is you've now got plastic injection resin. So you've got like a granule formula that goes into your, into your hopper, then gets kind of pumped into your to your mold at high temperature which is then under pressure and then it makes it makes the model makes the model so they're kind of they they're made of a, like a different style of resin is that not what fail cast is no no fail right. cast was something completely different so if you look at say for example um victory at sea and judge dread and SPQR by Warlord, they're all with this new kind of casting. And I've seen um, some adverts um, on, was like Facebook or Instagram or whatever, where there's now, these machines are now kind of slowly starting to kind of, you know, get rolled out more and more and more with regards to this kind of, this new kind of plastic um, kind of like material and, yeah, you're going to have a few teething issues as always, but once they've got it sussed, you can punch out a lot of models in a very, very short amount of time. So I think you're still going to get 
potentially specialist parts in a, a resin-esque type material, but they'll change the the kind of medium that it's produced by rather than yeah. taking it all to plastic. But that's something that, you know, with the very limited knowledge that I've got, that would make sense. But then it depends if they want to invest, you know, X amount of thousands or tens of thousands of pounds into something that might not work. A bit like Failcast, because that was just an absolute terrible, yeah. you know, God forbid it's island next to me, but you know what I mean? Um, but whereas now you've got other options, they're going to be able to give you that kind of, you know, it'll give you that resin-esque type quality, but it was so much quicker. But then... So taking the, taking in the point from earlier that mm. there's plastic kits ready to go, there's plastic starter set ready to come out, and yeah. they plan on making Heresy a core game. Surely they yeah. could just strip back to shoulder pads, bits and pieces... Oh yeah, yeah. And, it, yeah, and if every, if if most of it's plastic, and Forge World is just transitioning into the like Horus Heresy, mm. like what you're saying makes sense. They're switching up technology, it, you know. They're because there's a lot of talk from them about how they're like the cutting edge of model design when they talk about the, their CAD and things like that. So they seem to be. They seem to give the impression that they'd want to be like on the front line of using new methods and things like that. Yeah, that's very true. But I suppose in a way, it'll be interesting to see, you know, with regards to, you know, where they're going to go, you know, if if there is going to be more focus on, you know, the Horus Heresy, then yeah, no problem. You know, but it, but the thing is though, the proof is in the pudding on that one because they've, they've always been, Oh yeah, we're going to do this. Oh yeah, we're going to do that. And oh yeah, we're going to do this. And you know, with Tony Cutrell or whatever his name is at the the helm, he's he's never delivered. It's like, did they ever release the the top bit for the oh, dread, semantic dread pervase? Dread. No, they yeah. never did. So, and he so makes a joke go. of it every time it's brought up. He laughs it off. But yeah. th- there was a sculptor not long ago on either on Twitter or or Facebook who said he sculpted stuff for Forge World mm. that has never been seen. Because Tony Carroll's just been like, okay, and it's, ne- it's never. So this is stuff that's been paid for, that has never had production runs of. Um, I don't know. My opinion of Tony Tony Cottrell isn't a great one. Like he, the way he spoke about women in regards to the Necromunda Eshers, um, yeah, the way that. he kind of didn't apologize for it, but Games Workshop apologized on his behalf. He doesn't ever seem interested in talking to people when he's at conventions. Um, specifically, the, the last Horus Heresy weekend that we went to, he was there on Saturday, kind of brushed off people, didn't talk to them, then didn't show up on Sunday. Mm. Um, Signed my book. Did he? Well, the, you know the notebook thing that you got, the Heresy notebook? Oh, right, okay. Yeah, he signed that. I get the impression from him that he just... he. He's blase fair. He doesn't care really what's going on. Um, and I think it tells because you look, like I say, I've, I've spoken to, I've got friends that work or I, I have acquaintances, not so much friends that work inside specialist games and they have a passion for what they're doing. They're excited about what's going on I, and it shows in, in their work. Like um, 
the Blood Bowl stuff is all being done by people that are passionate about Blood Bowl. And yeah, say like you know, it's not for me. It's not a game for me. It it brings out <laughs> like the the anger. I flip tables. It's you know, but no, I'd murder somebody playing that. Yeah, yeah and I don't know how Ollie does it, but the models are great. The game is going from strength to strength. It, it it's really good. The same for Necromunda. Like. It, when they announced Necromunda, I was like, cool, we'll get the core gangs. It'll be around for a bit and then it'll fade away into the background like the old specialist games used to. Mm. There's no way I ever expected we'd have like redemptionists and we'd have all the like hired guns that we have. I never thought they'd even look at the guilds. Yet here we are. Um, oh, just look at the amount of books and you know uh, yeah. and models of release for each of the factions. It's mad. And it's, oh, it's you all wait, you wait quality. Come out, man. Cattle is going to be good. Yeah, the the fucking redemptionists look look dope, but it's it's all quality, mm-hmm. and I'm not I'm not shit talking the quality of book nine. I'm reading it in a minute. It's very good, but I never felt that Anuj was like super hype to be working on the Horus Heresy. He never struck. I don't know whether that's just that's just because how he is. That's just how he how he handled himself. And the same, what's the other guy called? Phil? Neil? Neil. Neil. He he had a slightly more kind of like, oh, I'm a nerd and I'm loving this. I guess talk about the thing I'm doing. I don't know. It's just it's just that like Tony Cottrell doesn't care, in my opinion. He straight up isn't bothered. It's you know, he's he's riding it out till retirement and hoping that like he doesn't say anything off colour to the receptionists. I kind of agree. I think he might be one of the issues with why we're in like we have what we have in, in terms of like the release schedule and the issues the community faces. Well, the thing is, though, just to kind of you know, you, you bring up a very good point. If you look at the release of let's use Necromunda because you know we all know Necromunda inside out. We don't really know Blood Bowl that well. And if you look at Necromunda, they've got a really good roadmap with regards to right. You know, this yeah. year you're going to get da, 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 you know right. Here's here's the specialist box for. The Vance, oh, here's the specialist box for the Goliaths. Here's this, here's that. And it's all very kind of like, not, it's it's planned well. And know? the thing I really liked about the most recent one, it was like, the Book of Faith is coming out, then like the Book of Secrets is the Delek one, Shadows or whatever it is. Yeah. And then quarter three and four, oh, sorry, quarter four this year, it's just question marks. Yeah. But the, they know something's coming. And the fact that they've shown us that and they've been like, ooh, Quarter four, question marks. It's mysterious. I'm I'm interested. It might not be something that I care about, but then again, it might be something like the fucking the sump mutants or like whatever they decide to make the non-problematic version of the ratskins into. Like, even if thirty k released a like a roadmap, like yep, yeah, this quarter one. Salt targets and some other bits. Quarter two, um, counter-car release, uh, map, book. Quarter three and four, question marks. We've got something planned. Ugh, cool. It might be another shit character I don't care about, or it might be something really awesome that I want to be involved in, but at least I'm thinking about it and kind of looking forward to it. Might have to get myself a salt targets. I'm just going to say it out loud now. God damn it, Dan. <laughs> Oh, we lost Ant again. Oh, no, we know where he is. 
All right, here we go. Right, okay. Where did you lose, man? Um, I don't know. You didn't. I I stopped talking, and then you didn't say anything. And Dan said he was going to buy Sultavitz, and we started moaning at him. Oh, okay. Because I was going into redemptionists and and oh, crikey, uh, how the how the roadmap looks really good. Are you saying? Oh no, we got that. Didn't... Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Right. So yeah, no, that's that's cool. No, because when it when it comes down to the roadmap, I think it's brilliant. I think it's really good. Really good. It that is really good. Show, and, and that to me is the difference between you're going to have two, you're going to have different departments. You'll have Necron department, you'll have your Blood Bowl department, you'll have your Lord of the Rings department and, and all this kind of stuff. And and it shows that all the other departments are running on full tilt and, you know, they've got, you know, reasonable people at the helm, whereas 30K, I think there's, there's a shake-up coming and theoretically, that's where all this kind of is going to be more focused, da, 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 all this kind of stuff. I think it's going to be a lot more. You might see theoretically um, redistribution of management to get it back on track. They've got to do it. From from an outside perspective, yeah. Yeah, that, of course, absolutely. That, that's my opinion of it is Tony Cottrell is is a problematic individual in many ways. Um, he's not representative of what Games Workshop want mm. to present to the general public anymore. Oh. Um, and I think, yeah, I think I think you've hit the nail on the head. With him at the helm, things are, aren't, you know, things are awry. And, mm. you know, maybe they should bring a younger, more dynamic less chauvinistic manager in to, to yeah. you know, shake things up a little bit. You know, let's do a 30K roadmap like they've done for Necromunda. Let's do, you know, let's get, you know, the previews coming in. So, you know, okay, yes, I know, obviously, you know, we had, you know, Operation COVID last year and it's still going on this year. So it took 12 months for them to release two world, two world bearer models. Yeah. Nothing takes, and I nothing, think nothing takes 12 months to release. I think that loops back around to what you were saying about new technologies. Mm. When they first announced that, hey, our, our resin casting facility is small, we can't run it at full capacity while socially distancing, mm. which means our capacity is going to be reduced, which means models are going to go out of stock, yada, yada, yada. Therein is the issue with resin casting. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. The plastic facility kept going at full tilt. Pretty much, yeah. 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 And it's like... Uh, and I know I mentioned this last week, but if the guy who who kind of um, is dealing with the, the Middle Earth Twitter account can put a tweet out saying, hey, this product that's gone out of stock, don't worry about it, it's coming back. It's just out of stock because of production issues. Mm. If he can do that, and instantly put the minds of the Middle Earth players at ease. Why are we having 78 posts every 32 minutes about the Spartan being out of stock and never coming back? <laughs> like, I got into a literal shit fight with some pea-brained arsehole in the heresy page because he was like, oh my god, the Spartan's gone, and I hit him with that fucking Lavarba meme. It's like crying that everything's out of stock or possibly remembering there's a fucking pandemic on you, cunt. Mm. 
Mm. And it's like, it it makes me mad, as you can probably tell. Because for every yeah, person... Really? Yeah, for every person that's like, hey, don't worry about it, it's going to come back in stock. There's three bellends who think they know better, who are there staring up going, oh, go to Russia, go to China, oh, heresy's dead. And it's like, if heresy's dead, why the fuck are you in this Facebook group? And while I'm ranting, stop posting fucking book spoilers in the AT18 page. It's really pissing me off. (laughs) I I, I left the AT18 page because they did 28 mil as well as whatever scale the small stuff is because they don't let you put 3D printed Titans in there. Oh, yeah, they're fucking wankers. They've changed the rules now, but they've basically said, uh, I think the rule is now you can post 3D printed stuff as long as it's something that Games Workshop don't currently produce. Oh, I've made myself mad, lads. I've made myself mad. I'm so angry. I think, well, yeah, you'll be all right. We've reached the end of our our, our schedule. We've reached the the peak. Come on, Ross. Finish it off. Look. It's it's nine minutes past twelve. If I get angry before bedtime, shit. I'm gonna get heartburn. I'm getting old. Get yeah. old. You're the youngest of all of us. Yeah, I have the body of a fucking pristine eighty year old. Hey, we'll we'll cap it off. We've had a a good one before I get yes. mad and go on a, on a spree. Next time, do we we're gonna do some more consoles. Yeah, yes. baby. Well, what the thing is, though, why don't we get the 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 listeners to put their thoughts Ooh. about the four consoles that we've discussed? What would that's they, yeah, that's a good shout. With, we'll po- post know, it what, up with you know, the um, yeah. link to the podcast. Tell us which yeah. next four po- consoles you want us to talk about. Yeah, but well, then, then also talk about their own legion with their own consoles, and you know, with their own consoles with their own kind of legions and their own kind of loadouts and what what are their job? You know, what do their roles have within their army? And then, yeah, like you say, you know, like choose the next four so we can, I can do a bit more reading and decide that I'll never use any of them again. <laughs> An interesting chat. It's been fun. So, Dan, do you want to wanna... sign us out, Dan? See you later, cat girls. Ooh-woo. <laughs> Ta-ta. Peace. Oh, my God. <laughs> I fucking can't believe I ooh-wooed. I'm... <laughs>